I'm going to smash that record button here, Jared, make sure we're both recording. Go ahead and say something. Say something to the people, Jared. Hello, people. Now, this this could we don't have to do this, but I saw this on Twitter mm-hmm. and I thought this might be a fun game for us to play. Ooh, the thing is, okay. it's not really great for a podcast. Okay. But we can do a couple well, of them if you want. But we're going to make it great for a podcast. So, oh, can you tell a Trump fridge from a Biden fridge? This is hilarious. Um, okay. Let me, can I take some guesses? Yeah, what's yeah. what's, in a, what's in a Trump? Oh, okay. Oh, you mean some initial quiz? Yeah, guesses? let me. Yeah, you. let me make a few predictions <laughs> okay. before we get into this. Um, and I haven't read this at all. The okay. the Trump and Biden fridge. Since yeah, when this drops, we'll have one day till election day, right? Yeah, dude. So, uh, whoo, here we go, people. But yeah, let's guess some Trump and Biden fridges. I think <laughs> Trump fridges. Yeah, there is going to be some type of Bush. Bud Miller type of light. Okay, yeah. One, something that. like that. I imagine uh, a Trump fridge would have some sort of lunch meats. Okay, sure. I would imagine it had... Some, some white bread. Some, some. Do you put bread in the fridge? I'd, oh, no, that's I'd true. imagine it have some sort of uh, sodas, maybe like yep. a Mountain Dew. Some pop, you mean. Yeah. How, how dare you? Well, yeah. some, some pop. <laughs> Mountain yeah, Dew or soda. Coca-Cola or sure. something like that. Uh, Dr. Pepper. Verner's if you're in Michigan. Uh, Maybe I don't, don't want to give that to the Trumpers. I love oh, Verners. that's well, but I, but dude, those Michigander Trumpers, I bet you they like Verners. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you how know. Can, there's no way Verners is is just some sort of liberal Michigan thing. It, that, that would be hilarious. Verners is a liberal hoax. <laughs> that would be so funny, dude. Oh man. Maybe Verners are like the Ben and Jerry's of Michigan. You know, Ben and Jerry's. That, that would be funny. They're they're hardcore act. Like I don't know about activists, I, but they're deep into their. Uh, but, Lef, uh, but doesn't doesn't Verner's don't they have like a leprechaun dude as their what's their they have a person as their mascot I don't think so oh, no Chad messed up the recording and muted himself and then started recording over something so we had to take a break because he he messed it up good times good times <laughs> we were talking about Verner's for some reason having a oh, leprechaun right. on the logo and I was saying I'd never noticed the leprechaun the on Verner's the logo. mascot yeah I'm I'm pretty uh, sure I'm, there I'm, is. I'm pulling it up here but the internet's so slow in this godforsaken home of yours uh, no there's no it's green yeah. yeah look at the oh yeah there is a oh yeah. Isn't oh, that shit, like a? I never even noticed that. Is yeah, that it's like a little. Is it a leprechaun or is it just a like a dude with a long orange beard? I don't know, but it's a. Uh, it's a white guy, right? So that's <laughs> that. That was my point though with this, Jared. Is that, yeah? See, like oh, I could yeah. totally see some Trumpers seeing that and being like, "All right, like let's get some extra Verners." So then, does that mean is Verners uh, a liberal hoax or is it a, a conservative know if, hoax? I don't know. If, <laughs> or is maybe know. it's just pop? That's but I don't know. Verners would be specifically what I would say, just because that's so specific. Right. But I, and I would definitely say something like Mountain Dew. Right. Or or like a diet something. Yes, diet. Coke. But they're probably overweight. Uh, yeah. If we're being honest. Um, okay. Other things in their fridge. So, Chad is really making a mess. <laughs> dude, I didn't hit anything. Just you, get rid of this keyboard. I feel like this keyboard just should not. Well, Anyways, back to the fridges. Let's talk about these fridges. I feel like I need to. I feel like uh, no, okay. So um, now in liberal, so that was the Trump fridge. In liberal for oh eggs. I bet you're gonna see eggs. Oh yeah, milk yep. and a tr- some cheese. Uh, yeah, or some some like a craft American slices. Yes, yes, I would yes. say hot dogs. Oh yeah. Yep. This is so rude. Spaghettios, maybe. <laughs> you don't put spaghettios in the fridge. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That is true. Good point. Um, in a liberal fridge, I mean, you could do something like obvious thing would be like oat milk or soy milk or something like that. Some sort of right. uh, non dairy milk mm-hmm. solution, I imagine. Um, Almond milk. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. that's another mm-hmm. one. I imagine um, maybe like a. Um, some sort of hummus, you know, Ooh. like I imagine 
I imagine a Trader Joe's aisle. You know, like a okay. like I'm not saying they don't or like, Costco. I'm not saying uh, Democrats aren't going to do uh, like um, packaged foods, but I just I, I just imagine uh, I, I don't know. I, oh, I imagine maybe uh, what do you call the um, that that's canned water that people love. That's all over the place. Yeah, La Croix. La Croix. I imagine La Croix. Jeez, I feel like there's something in my eye. I imagine La Croix in there. Uh, And I'm. uh, What else? I'm trying to think. What else? Hmm. All right, let's let's do this. This first one. What do you think? Now, we'll explain a a little bit. That's. uh, You say. Can you zoom in? Yeah, I I was. That's my initial. Trump is my initial guess. Okay. Well, there's uh, a section for just your standard. cold springs water bottles yep. there are two brita filters there's um some various ju- uh, bottles of juice there's um some tupperware of fruits tupperware and stuff of, yes and oh maybe I maybe not egg holder maybe, maybe not trump i i don't there's, know oh, there's some v8 c- tomato juice there so i think i i retract after seeing this a little bit more closely i would actually say uh biden <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you too. There's some sort of carton of some sort of milk product, right. but it doesn't look like your standard right. grocery okay, store. Okay, are you milk. voting? Do you, do you pick one? All right, let's see. Oh, it fridge. was a Trump fridge. All right. See, Jared, okay, you know what we learned from that is you always go with your gut. <laughs> Our initial, I think, gut was Trump, and then we analyzed it too much. Now that I see wrong. this next fridge, I think it's important to mention that in the previous fridge, mm-hmm. it was it it, it, there, it wasn't packed. That right. like it was pretty. It, I'm not gonna say it was sparse, but it was. It wasn't overflowing or anything. Right. It, this one is a lot more packed, is, and this is disgustingly packed. Yeah. Like there's some water bottles half drank water Eggs. bottles. There's a some water bottles still in the plastic wrap. Some is that out of the plastic wrap. at the bottom there. That's a ketchup. There's some. There's a carton of some that looks like oat milk. I only say that because I get oat milk and Biden, it looks like that. Going but, for it, riding with Biden. But look, the lid's not even on it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta give your fridge that nice oat milk smell, Jared. That oat milk fragrance. How does that even happen? Uh, you lose um, the top, I guess. There's I don't some know. various fruits and a con- con- carton of eggs. This is a shit show of a fridge, but I- I'm gonna agree with you, Ashley. I think it's Biden. Biden riding with Biden. Let's see, are we wrong? That's a Biden fridge. Hit that ham horn, my dude. Oh, ham horn it ready. up. Uh-huh. All right, or or not? Oh, oh here we go. There we go. Okay, this one. Oh, we got some watermelon, some whipped cream. This is a Trump. Fridge. Some half drank uh, or half drunk for sure. Coke, a bunch of eggs. Yeah, I would. This agree is with essentially you. what we were saying. Yep. Yep. This There's is, a whipped yep. cream section in yep. this fridge. There's like f- <laughs> three, four, five of them there with a couple bottles of. Uh, of uh, Coke and there's in front orange, of them. There's two orange juices behind the whipped yep. creams. Yep, like there's four cartons of eggs with hard-boiled egg, eggs. There's a bowl of a half yep. dozen eggs, then four dozen yep. egg containers. <laughs> yep, Trump, go and with then, it. <laughs> Trump it up. I think this one's Trump. Oh, oh, tap oh. an object. Oh. oh, this is interesting. Okay. So they say before, dude, they're 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 collecting some data. They say on us before as we, speak. we say this is a Trump fridge, we have to. Tap what is giving us click click the soda or the whipped cream. Okay, that's but I'm, the eggs is kind of doing it for me too. But I, it's definitely got to be the whipped cream section. You're you're right. right. Okay, o- only Ooh. a Trump fridge has a whipped cream right. section. Okay, this this <laughs> fridge. Uh, let's let's do this fridge and then we might need to move on and right, talk right, about some right, other stuff. Right. But this is fun. Uh, let's see here now. This so this fridge we got like three shelves. I and the top shelf it's has mayo. Fairly organized. I mean, I it, mean, kind of, but it's pretty a, sparse. And I there's, would op- say. there's open just food in a bowl there. Something that is bothering me. Some leftovers. Off the start. Mm-hmm. Olive oil in the refrigerator. That's right. not where olive oil. Or is goes. that? Or is that? Is that olive oil for sure? 
The, I mean, as someone that actually shops and cooks. Yeah, that's olive oil. I'm going to say no, that's no, olive I would agree oil. with you. That's olive oil. There I wasn't is... sure at first if there was a label on it. That's okay. why I asked. I just that, that the shape of the container says olive oil to me. I believe that's it's that's some, whole milk. Is that whole milk? It is says that what whole that says? on the yeah, side right. there? And that's probably two percent or something. Some right. sort of nor right. it's a normal milk. Though. I think that's mayo, isn't it? That's mayo. We have pickles, cheese, mm-hmm. butter, and then some sort of open leftovers. I, what, I don't even know what that is. Maybe some chicken like cordon bleu. <laughs> or almost looks kind of like a pierogi. This, this person, would, I there. could not live with this person. This person right. is chaotic. There's a there's a pot in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't just leave a bowl open like that. I wouldn't leave an open Tupperware bowl. I wouldn't leave a pot in the right. fridge like that. I wouldn't put olive oil. Oh, oh, there's, there's two pots in down the there. fridge. I'm going to go with the Trumper fridge. I'm going to say Biden. You're going to say, oh, all right. I, 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 I get Biden vibes by the food. Okay. And, Go for it. Let's and just see. because someone votes for Biden doesn't mean they don't have a chaotic life. That's true. Uh, yeah, yep, it's a Biden good call. Person. You were right. This Jared. person has a chaotic life. Okay, let's look at this one. All right, I'm, one I'm, more. Yeah. One more. All right, let's look at this one. Let's see here. <laughs> I'm going to say Biden off the bat, but this one is organized. Yep. There's LaCroix. Yep. There's a Coca-Cola. Yep, it's in Biden. A, it's Biden. A, yeah. I'm going to. We'll, we'll just do Biden. It's Biden. Yep. yep. That's the easy okay. Biden. Yep. It's very. All right. We're done. We're done. Yep. We're done. We're yeah. Done. Yeah. We, we could do this for hours, though. That but, was fun. But it, it is interesting to look at it and, and consider, you know, why. It, it, it is. I, we'll actually do these later. But it, it is sort of. un. I, I, I know. I guess we got it right. We got we all got, except one. Right. Yeah. But it makes sense. Well, no, I, I missed two of them. Okay, that's, that's so two true. two out of four though. If you're a, if you're a baseball hitter, that's pretty decent decent yeah, on the day. But I you feel know? like you got to do better than that if we're two talking about Trump versus Biden yeah, fridges. There's only two options. Right, <laughs> right. Good old Trump versus Biden fridges. That's dude. True. This election is coming up so fast. I, I am I'm getting a little. I think I'm getting a little anxious. Yeah. Did oh, you? I think a lot of people have been. I've talked to I talked to a couple of my friends yesterday, and we were talking about the election coming up. And uh, I think Did a you lot hear of people about, uh, about Walmart. No, what happened with Walmart? They're temporarily banning sales of bullets and uh, firearms until after the election. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, first of all, uh, most a lot of Americans already have a full artillery right. in their home. But I have heard that about ammunition, at least, that a lot of places ha- haven't been able to get it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's been a shortage. Mm-hmm. I think in general during... Um, during this whole pandemic, there's been a, a, a run on, on firearms. Right. And at first, it seemed a little ridiculous. And now I'm like, oh. right. Uh, Walmart removes gun and ammunition. And ammunition. Ammunition. Oh, I have to subscribe to the Washington Post to read that. I hate that when that happens. Um, yeah, it's it's scary stuff, man. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to be holed up here with my Louisville slugger and, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Just hugging it in the corner. Right. Fetal position. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not I don't plan on I don't plan on going out that day for sure. Right. I actually probably need to make a point to go to the grocery store before that. Mm. Walmart uh yeah, so uh on Friday this uh, returning Okay, well, yeah. I don't blame them. Uh but yeah, no, I don't blame them either. I don't blame them either. Um, but it's it's it kind of says something about our, our about the state of of our country that we're living in. That right. we have to do this. It's yeah, it's it's scary, man. To be honest, but we'll we'll have to see what happens. I I really don't know. You know, like yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, like even 2016, it was I had a different feeling about the election than I do now. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, but I do feel like maybe more is riding on this one um yeah it feels like it you know yeah but i mean it, it, but i don't know to me it kind of felt like a lot like ju- like just as much was right well i guess more is writing on this one because it's now a second term but the first one felt just right. as serious to me 
it's just now it's just a series yet we also know see what he's doing you know like see what's happening to our country so it's like it, i guess it, it seems only worse because we we've seen what's happening and it's like all right yeah now we know how bad it can and probably will continue yep. to get right well and i just worry about you know the a lot of the people in the u.s yeah, yeah for sure turn, turn up a little more actually okay. turn, yeah crank, crank it there we go thank you um yeah i i worry i just worry about a, a lot of americans who um you know so many people have still lost their jobs you know people are in really hard times with this pandemic and mm -hmm. uh and i'm not saying if biden gets in everything's going to be fixed because i don't think it will be and it's going to take sure. a long time to um you know get people and the country in a better place um but yeah it, it but i feel I, I feel like if you're talking about the direction that we're going i feel mm -hmm. like we're going so far in the wrong direction yep. to kind of just like slowly moving backwards <laughs> right yeah well it's 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 scary too just because a lot of the a lot of the influence comes from you know, such older generations that are going to impact all of these young people who didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. But then we also look at the Supreme Court and it's like the last two people like Kavanaugh and this Coney Barrett woman, they're like in their late 40s. Right. Which is young, kind of. Yep. For, for a judge. Yeah. For a judge. Yeah. It's like, that's like a good 30 years yep. if you're healthy with the best healthcare in the world. Right. Uh, of of, infor of informing the law right on the highest level yeah. it's it's crazy stuff man yeah. crazy stuff but let's talk about something positive you wanna, and uh, uh you better believe i'm gonna turn love. that up first welcome to the untranslatable podcast follow us that's the first spread a little love. that i want to spread untranslatable podcast i feel like we do need to make a point to uh some at some point in the beginning of the podcast just make it clear who we are mm. um untranslatable podcast on twitter Oh, excuse Untranslable me. Untranslatable on, one, on, the on number one. one. Untranslatable podcast on, on Instagram. Five star reviews would be great. Uh, our five, st our, 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 excuse me, our hundred million dollar deal with Spotify is still in the works. So <laughs> for now, you can continue giving us five star reviews. On we're still, like we're Stitcher still in contact with uh, Joe Rogan to, you know, get his <laughs> feedback on it. You know, yeah, we're there. It's between, um, it's between Spotify and Quibi right now for who gets our business. Exactly. Have you heard of Quibi? I haven't. No. That's hilarious because they were a new like streaming site that was trying to get off the ground. Okay. But it, they just went out of business officially mm. like last week. I, so I I'm not gonna lie, dude. Well went. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, dude. I have been enjoying kind of peeping this background here. You like uh, it? You know, you are back at the uh, Azul Moose Studios. Yes. Maybe we should start calling it the uh, Blue Wave Studios because uh, we got this beautiful uh, wave behind us uh, for all of our. Uh, viewers out there on YouTube, which are uh, a few, but we appreciate you. Uh, but if you want to check us out on YouTube, check us out on Translatable Podcast. We also have some epic tunes on a playlist called the uh, Song of the Pod our, playlist. Well, I'll take a picture of you in front of it after the pod, and then our 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 hundreds of Instagram followers will see it. Too. That's right; they'll be graced with that. Do you want to um? Do you want to spread that love? Sorry. Yeah, let's uh, let's spread some love. So, and spread actually, Jared, we forgot to talk about this. At the uh, uh, in the last episode, but we uh, both right. We didn't talk about the Borat movie on the pod, did we? Yeah, I literally was editing the last pod because we talked about it after the podcast, yep. and I witnessed you uh, in the edit go like move your arm to turn off the the recording. And Jared was and just I'm like, like, no. And I'm like, wait, wait, why would you do that? Because right. there was a good ten minutes after that. 
Uh, yeah, anyway. Well, usually people, Jared, talks about some NSFW. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, think, it's, I think it's probably for the best, though, because obviously there's more likely that people will listen to this part than you know mm. the ver- after the very end. The bloopers? The uh, he's been getting some, some shit for that. Uh, he has been. He, he, well, even Trump tweeted uh, yeah. to him. But, well, he, but he slam dunked on Trump, I think, if I remember correctly. I, I don't remember response. what he said to him. I remember the, 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 uh, the black woman that was taking care of... Uh, uh, Tutar, mm-hmm. uh, she said she Tutar? felt she felt a little betrayed. She didn't know that, um, like she didn't know it was a joke, and that you know, and so she thought Tutar was actually a sex slave but, that she was trying to help. Right, but at the same time, she wouldn't have reacted the way she. I, I understand sure. where she's, she's not coming an act, from. She's not an actor. There's no way right. she could have gotten her to react like Tutar, right? Um, if she actually, or not like Tutar, but like give a genuine reaction. Right. And if I could, she, I could see I why. That. I could see why the. Uh, can can we say her name? I don't want to just call her the black. I just woman. don't remember what her. I, I don't either. Uh, um, Janice okay. Janice Jones was recruited for the film Borat uh, that sees Kazakh journalist Borat playing uh, pranks on U.S. citizens. And so let's for our listeners out there who haven't seen Borat subsequent movie films, mm-hmm. let's uh, give them a, a quick little not, not tell them. Uh, well, first of spoil all, it, but tell them. About I the would movie. say the the Rudy Giuliani thing. I hate to say it because I hate you're, him just as much as the next person. You're spoiling it. You're spoiling it. Okay. You don't want to spoil it? Let's. Well, maybe. We, Who cares? Let's, let's okay. talk about this first. Okay. So okay, okay first okay, of okay, all, okay. so uh, you're getting ahead of us here, I Jay. thought you wanted to talk about the movie first. Well, I, I misunderstood so, Well, you. first of all, I want to paint some context because I don't know if everyone who's listening knows That's about true. Borat. I just imagine um, everyone knows this movie. Right. I think most of our American listeners Probably. do. But some of the international ones um, might not. So Borat is a movie. Uh, it's a comedy movie mm-hmm. by uh, a British guy named Sasha Baron Cohen. Where he uh, he acts as a uh, Kazakh journalist. Uh, Kazakhstan is a country in Central Asia. For those of you who who don't know, and if we have any listeners in Kazakhstan, shout outs to all of you. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I actually have a hat uh, that's a Kazakh hat up in my oh, okay. uh, up in my room. I had a, a teacher buddy that was from Kazakhstan. But anyway, so so this comedy movie Borat is from Kazakhstan. He comes to America. First movie he experiences America. Does a bunch of crazy stuff. He's a, he's a journalist, right? But that's his job. And he's making like a documentary about America mm-hmm. and. and it's just ridiculous. And so this is the sequel. And I was a little skeptical being the sequel. Sometimes you they yeah. never always completely <laughs> measure up. But this one, what happens, let's give him a teaser, but I don't want to spoil it. Well, the, the premise of the movie, of the second one, is that... Um, Borat has shamed his country because he, you know, in the first one, it was just him and his other buddy. Uh, I don't remember. Azamat Bagatov. Oh, that was his name. Mm-hmm. Acting like a complete fool. Yep. And so they're saying, you brought shame to this country. Yep. And so we're going to kill you, essentially. Uh, and, and he's like, well, how about instead of you killing me, I... Well, no, uh, don't they imprison him? They were going to kill him, but then they decide to imprison him. Is that what it was? So? I don't remember. But either uh, way, he's in jail. Yeah. So, yeah, he's in trouble. And his, his way to get out of... Um, his trouble essentially is to um, give his daughter to Donald Trump as a uh, as, as a, a gift, gift. from and Kazakhstan, then, right? Like, yeah. yeah, this like a gift as like a, a fr- gift of friendship essentially. Yeah. And then it kind of gets because he realizes he can't really get to Donald Trump, he downgrades it to, to Pence, and mm-hmm. then he realizes he can't get to Pence, so he downgrades it to uh, Rudy Giuliani. Well, she kind of downgrades it to Giuliani, right. and that's where we should but, leave yeah. it, so people can watch it. But <laughs> but so the story though, so the the whole reason we went on this. Long Borat tangent is because um, so Tutar uh, gets babysat by Janice. Mm-hmm. This uh, um, and where are they? I don't remember where they are I in think the they're US. In Do you Oklahoma? remember? Oklahoma might be, but anyway, so so 
Tutar, uh, I guess Janice thought she was a sex slave or in the sex trade. I, I, I'm not really sure what she thought, but, I, but I think she did. She think I, I think she. It makes thought, sense. I mean, I she mean, kept saying the, her dad was going to sell her or give her away to to some rich. Uh, right politician <laughs> right but i guess so so obviously they didn't tell her that she was being filmed for borat you know they they I, told her they told her they were making a documentary mm-hmm, um sure. actually about women's rights around the world right believe it or not and so, so i they might be in georgia they they the, the it doesn't say exactly where she lives mm-hmm. because they he, he was in a bunch of different states during the film right. he filmed in a bunch of different states but right. they start they were in it might have been georgia i think it was what right it was. but yeah so um yeah she thought she thought she was actually helping a uh, a girl that was being sold into right. sex the sex trade right but the but the interesting thing about Sasha Baron Cohen's comedy is that it it illuminates either the good in people or the bad in people yeah like the way his comedy works because it's pranks you know the way people react i feel like you can react in different ways you can be indifferent which in my opinion is is still being bad like if you're indifferent to it you're not helping the situation right but um yeah and and it and it's like and i i think it kind of helps that in a weird way like he 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 exposes different people throughout mm-hmm. the movie through to the exact same thing and obviously I mean, I'm not. He knows what he's doing, I guess. Right. But like, I would think so to the, some extent. The black woman is the one that is trying to help her and you right. know save her from you know it's the sex trade. Right. When all these other uh, white dudes are like helping him buy a cage, like right. how you know how, right. how right. many women it's can ridiculous. I put into this cage or like helping up like the dude at the at the uh, the copy store that's intercepting. Oh, all that these, is hilarious! All these messages back yeah. and back and forth yeah. is just going along. Is just like reading. Return them. to Kazakhstan, so you will you will be. <laughs> execute <laughs> yeah oh man and and, oh, it, man. It, and i think what what it does so with the when he does it like that it shows that like listen like i'm not like yeah he's setting these people up but these people like i'm not making these people react in any way right i think having a woman like janice mm-hmm. really highlights how terrible the other people are right it's like you don't have to act right like these other people do exactly and so what a a good person would do let me give you some more info on this though jared so janice was paid three thousand six hundred dollars for her role in the documentary that they were filming right Mm -hmm. but then uh she became so popular that a fundraiser has actually raised a hundred and ten thousand dollars for janice which i think is great i mean she showed she really showed she was one of the only people in the movie (laughs) that was kind of a good person i hate to say it but really you know so shout out to you Janice, you know that's really who we're spreading the love for, and all the people who donated um, to help. I, you know, I don't know if she needed financial help, but I mean, hey, you know, hundred ten thousand dollars could always help somebody. She did. I, I don't know if she needed it or, or not, but she definitely, I definitely didn't get she the vibe that you know, it definitely seemed like it would make a difference. Like it's right. not like she's balling out and she's right. like, oh, another hundred thousand right. to throw into the. Like, exactly. It'll definitely make a difference. Oh, I for sure. For sure. And yeah, it was just so funny. Like the 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 dudes in that movie were really creepy when they went to that ball. You remember uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that those was two that... dudes that were like his friends. No, um, well, like... those no, the one where where they dressed up and and uh, his daughter went by oh, Sarah yes, Jessica yes, Parker yes, yes, Drummond yes. the second or whatever. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, to like that fancy ball. Right, those guys to. were gave me the creeps. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, those guys were just the way they were looking at her. And, and I mean, granted, I mean, those kind of those kind of debutante balls in general are creepy. already kind of creepy. Yeah, because they're part of like you got to be part of these kind of they're like these like these rich people groups right and then it gives me some like eyes wide shut kind of vibes yeah it's like this weird thing where it's like you're kind of pawning off your rich daughters on your on the rich sons and like vice versa it's like right 
But I, I will say this, though. The, the woman that plays Tutar, uh, I mean, she is a very beautiful woman. Yeah, know, I mean, they, sure. they, they did a good um, job of making her look utterly disgusting. Because in yeah, the beginning, I've seen normal yeah. pictures of yeah. her. And she, she yeah, looks, she's really pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, though, uh, uh, today's episode, I guess we didn't mention oh, that. Yeah. We are going to be talking about uh, interracial and cross cultural dating, which mm-hmm. uh, I think it's safe to say both of us have experience with both of those. Yeah. Um, I, I could imagine some of those characters in. Um, in Borat, like some of the the men being like, well, he's just from a different culture, you know. I didn't want to impose right. or step right. in. That didn't seem like my place. Like trying to, right? Be- <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, you could argue that. I guess you know, you you really could. Just trying to be respectful of other right. cultures, right? But you know what? A big thing though, Jared, about interracial or especially cross cultural dating is the language differences. That's very true. Which is why you need to uh, definitely be coming to the Untranslatable podcast for some classic untranslatables, which are idioms, phrases, axioms, proverbs, in other languages that uh, don't translate on a one-to-one basis in English, but they are great sayings. I think there's a lot of wisdom in a lot uh, in a lot of these sayings, some fun, some humor. Um, and uh, so that's why we are here your certified untranslatable professionals to decode these and decipher them for you. Um, And I'll get us started today, Jared, with a uh, Brazilian Portuguese untranslatable for you. And it is Ensacar Fumaça. Is Fumaça some sort of smoke? Very good. Is it smoking? Oh, we, we started a <laughs> oh, minute that was too, actually pretty close. A minute too early. We should just talk for another hot sec. Right. And that would have been perfect. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. That is the uh, <laughs> official the untranslatable yeah. owl. The good old Deutsche Kuckucksuhr. Um, but yeah, so uh, yes. Uh, so puts is it smoke. smoking or? Uh, I think just smoke. Okay, okay. Puts smoke inside a bag. Is that is that almost like catching lightning in a bottle? What does that mean? It's like I've never which heard is an that American before, but I like untranslatable, that. which is like you kind of got lucky and caught some. So so it's like if you're like a I, I don't know if you're like some sort of ultra rare, uh, ultra rare animal like, like video, a unicorn videographer mm-hmm. and you yeah say say, say I don't know you say get you bigfoot call, you call you like the unicorns bigfoot but you got a good shot but you're never gonna get it again right that's kind of lightning and okay. that's a weird example no but that's like no, this you one got lucky and something good happened I mean let me let me ask you Jared is there is there a point to putting smoke inside a bag um is that a good way to spend your time do you think oh is it just like a is it just like a dilly dallying almost like wasting time Hit that ham horn, my man. Yeah, wasting time putting smoke in a bag. I That's like that. That's a weird one. <laughs> it makes sense, though, in a way. I mean, it's like you're not doing anything. Like, you know, what know. are you doing? You're putting smoke in a bag. Like, why are you wasting time? I don't know. I've been to Amsterdam and I saw mm. them putting smoke in a bag in a, mm. some store that they call the coffee shop, and it looked mm. like they, it looked like it was doing something. Well, uh, <laughs> I think I think I think that's a little I think that's a little different, maybe. But uh, you know, uh, my first untranslatable is Welsh. And it's uh oh man I probably should have thought about uh, this beforehand because oh it's the like, translation <laughs> yeah it's can like, you can you can you yeah Google translate yeah, it yeah let's see will it pop up yeah yeah it's yeah. kind of like uh it's kind of like that one uh, news anchor guy that had that super long like forty letter uh town name in Welsh and he was just like how about Lindengagoch and like said it right <laughs> oh he said it, it was right. crazy yeah oh yeah Welchen von Buch von Play it with the computer again. That just sounds so funny. Yeah, this is too robotic. Welcome from Buse. 
It's probably because they don't have uh, enough Welsh speakers to record it, right? Because isn't that how they do it? That might be it. That sounds kind of robotic. Hey, Welsh people, contact Google. We'd like to have some good-sounding Welsh translations. So that's just a a robot recreating. Like like, like if you get like some popular, like, how how are you in French? That's a person saying that. I feel like you could make a really funny techno song with like some of those robotic. (laughs) Oh, I bet you could, yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) I bet you those exist. So, Felchan von Boich. Well, <laughs> I don't even. Uh, but anyways, what does it like mean? a cow's tail? Like a cow, like a cow's tail. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't even know where to begin with this one. So begin on. Uh, where is a cow's tail? It's it's rear. It's hindquarters. Mm-hmm. It's buttocks. So if um, so if you're the cow's tail, mm-hmm. the last person. All right, that's very good, Chad. It means to always. It means to always be, always be in the rear. To late, so be late oh, or always okay. be behind. Uh, but yeah, it can be always be behind. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I like that one. I like that one. Um, you know. Well, uh, let me uh, give you one. You were talking about cows. I'm going to tell you about some horses, Jared. Um, There's some whores in this house. That's that's right. Oh, horses in this horses house. Horses in this house, <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, and this is also uh, Brazilian Portuguese, and it is uh, Procurar Gifre uh, M. Cabasa de Cavallo, which well, I, I butchered that. But, I feel uh, like that's head. Yeah. Is that head? Looks, yeah, looks for horns on a horse's head. Okay. Listen, I'm doing pretty good with my random words in Portuguese. You are. <laughs> well, well, I'm probably pronouncing them incorrectly, and I'm probably more pronouncing them more Spanishy. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Uh, horns in a horse's head. Yeah, uh, looking for horns uh, on a horse's head. Oh, you're looking for problems that don't exist. Ooh, very good. You, you're doing. Gr- I feel like the last couple episodes, you've been like three for four or four for four. I feel like I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting pretty strong. You, you're getting, getting your strong. untranslatable game to another. Le- I'm telling you, dude, we need to make like a untranslatable games. Mm. You know that yes. would be. I feel like we could do pretty good as a team. Uh, you mean like a you mean like a like, game that we sell or like a, like, like we host a like we would game. well that's the thing though if we host it we can't compete so we have to organize it somehow but, but I would say I mean we've had guests on it's our, right. it wouldn't be fair for us right. to compete anyway like I, we're we're almost like it's like it's like a so would we be the moderators like Jeff of it? Frost is Jeff Frost is like the roast master. Uh, so what we would do is we would host it. We'd be the untranslatable, and we masters. would get and, and there would be two different teams, and we would host it. And as we're hosting it, we would obviously throw in untranslatables like and in our would... in our talk uh-huh. to be like, oh, you're uh, uh, that was uh, some mama who right looks there. like the light bulbs out in that person's head. Or yeah, right. uh, looks like looks like Jessica's flipping on gate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. that would be like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, my uh, my turn. Yeah, mm-hmm. my next untranslatable is hmm is uh, Arabic, and it's Yaba el Hadid, and it means to play iron. Is it to work out? To lift weights? There you go. To pump iron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is just play. <laughs> we play with the iron. I like that one. I thought you I like would that like one. that one. Yeah, to that's play a good one. iron sounds. I don't know. That's, I, I I love. It that. makes sense. Makes sense. You know. Um. All right. Yeah. I got I got one last one for you, and I think uh, I think this might be a nice uh, little segue into our main topic today. 
Um, and this is uh, Tibetan, um, and it is Gyaltso, which uh, literally translated means victorious lake. But what could a victorious lake be? You know what we should have done? I didn't, maybe you did. Pull mm-hmm. up like uh like uh pick, pick up phrases in other languages and and like see oh, how, if they would work here if that might just work. have to be another episode all right that um, would be a great idea actually i'm gonna write that down before we forget what, what did you say the untranslatable was uh, uh victorious lake is that uh, victorious lake is that like you you successfully asking someone out on a date or something i don't know maybe i got thrown off nope, by the nope. uh by you saying it's it'll uh, uh hmm. victorious lake Victorious Lake. Is that like, is it gross? Is it like a no. dirty? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, I mean, I guess you could, if something's victorious, mm-hmm. right? It's like if an army is victorious, is the army usually big or small? Big. Okay. A big lake? So what could that mean? Oh, it's a lot of, there's a lot of fish in the sea. No, maybe maybe I did you a disservice by trying to relate it, but okay. it 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 just means ocean. But the reason Victorious why, lake. but the reason why I like this, there's two reasons. One, I think uh, um, Tibetan is an inter- interesting language, and I have a couple students uh, in my uh, class from my fellowship that are from Tibet. Mm. Next episode, we'll talk about the fellowship because I okay. forgot to bring that oh, up. Right, I, right. I got some, I got some interesting updates for you. Anyways, um, but the reason why uh, I bring up ocean is because I feel like. Uh, a lot of uh, at least cross-cultural dating comes from traveling around or over oceans. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. meeting people, um, especially I think a lot of people who date cross-culturally, uh, it's because they're working abroad, living abroad, studying abroad, mm-hmm. um, and they meet people there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I thought that might be a nice little segue into today's episode. Yeah. Main you, topic. One untranslatable, by the way, that would mm-hmm. not, that, that is definitely a cultural thing that might work and might not work mm-hmm. is you have a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what some Americans might say. That, that could go uh, many different ways. I feel like a lot of countries you would get slapped probably. You think so? Well, yeah, because look at a lot of countries where the women try to be pretty thin. Yeah, that's true. Is it you know? just Americans that, or is it just black people? Not just black people because that's not true. But is it like, is that where it comes from? I, 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 don't like, ask I don't me, know, man. I people, can't. Like, I, I is, couldn't is tell American, you because I, I think it's an American. thing. I think so, but I think other countries are starting to warm up to the idea of a nice booty. <laughs> okay. I mean, because this is not the point of the, this episode, by the way. I'm right. sorry, this is my. That, fault. That's okay, but I feel like in in general, like I don't care if it's men or women. I think if you if you have a you know nice booty, it means you're in good shape. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. that's the thing. You know, so sure. But different. But that's an interesting thing to to bring up, though, Jared. Is that you know cross cultural dating? There are different standards of beauty and, and mm-hmm. you know different things. You know, and I remember talking to some uh, Chinese guys. Uh, when I was living abroad, and some of them said that American girls more or less were just too thick for them, because um, because they because in you know their their quote unquote beauty standard in Asia is just different than ours mm-hmm. in the states, you know. So if so, I'm if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, uh, don't quote me on this, but I believe this is true. In the United States, the two lowest selected uh, groups on dating apps are black women and then Asian men. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I couldn't. So just throwing that interesting. out. Interesting. Okay. Um. Uh. But but uh. 
but I, well, you know, but that's obviously a cultural thing because I, I'm speaking for the U.S. Who knows? Right. Obviously, right. that's not the case if you're in. Uh, if you're in China, China. yeah, it's a little different. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you're, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, the, I think the reason why uh, I thought it would be fun to talk about this episode today is just because one, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I kind of want to hear about your experiences, and I'm not making you this token black guy, but I do want to hear about <laughs> like your experiences, like. You know, uh-huh. how your friends or family or how, you know, people, because, you know, you've dated uh, women of different races before. I've, you know, I've dated, uh, you know, Asian women. I've dated, um, I, I've actually never, actually, I went on one date with a black girl. Um, uh, she was super cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm just curious to see kind of how those dynamics work. Um, and just, I think relationship dynamics are interesting in general, whether it's mm-hmm. cross-cultural, you know, interracial. Um yeah. You know, because I do feel like there is probably some stigma. You know, uh, one of my exes, uh, she was dating a black guy, and uh, I guess a lot of his female friends were kind of rude to her and called her a snow bunny and and a lot of you know kind of <laughs> stuff like that. And uh, and so you know, it's just interesting how how the how it works with men and women. It's kind of different too. I feel like in different communities, uh-huh. how it's viewed. So so I'm hoping we can talk about some of that stuff today because I think it would be yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the um you know it's it's the the racial thing is interesting because you know in a perfect world it it doesn't matter. Right. But that's not that's not Right. I mean, we don't live in a perfect world yeah, by any that's means. It's not that it doesn't matter, but but it's like it, it, it it's unfortunately like it is a thing still. Like mm-hmm. like it's kind of hard to right. be in a relationship with someone that's not the same race of you and as you and not come up somehow mm-hmm. um especially i mean no offense to them but with my old school southern family it's like i like sometimes I, like I, I feel like if i'm gonna bring home like especially a, a white person like mm-hmm. i gotta think of, like i gotta be sure i mean right. in general i gotta be sh- pretty right. sure well sure but it's just like i i, <laughs> I don't know like it it, it is definitely a, a thing and i feel like actually it, like it used to really bother me how much it would it would it would it like like it, it would it would be like a question you know mm-hmm. from some of my family uh like in the early stages of being in a relationship they'd be like uh you know is she white or whatever right uh, it's granted it doesn't really happen that much anymore mm-hmm. but um but um i kind as i get older i kind of get it you know right because you know as i start to um i don't know just I have a better understanding of the world and stuff like that. Where it's like I don't know. It's, I, I sometimes it, it is it is more difficult. It's, I'm talking specifically like black to white for for example, right. mm-hmm. because it's like there there are cultural things where it's like music mm-hmm. is sometimes is different or like food, right? Or or even just like uh like the customs in someone's home, sure. Where, where it it is it is an adjustment, and sometimes it, it like <coughs> um. And now I'm dating a black person as well, and and it's sometimes I like whether it be going to their house for some sort of Thanksgiving or something like that, or just some sort of old like oldies. It's not even mm-hmm. current day music. Oldies really right. more than anything. Where it's like for so, like Sydney and I know the lyrics to a whole bunch of songs that we uh, haven't listened to in the past 
10 to 15 years just because right. our parents always played them and stuff like, like that. Like what what kind of what kind of songs, what kind of groups? Uh like Earth Wind and Fire. Nice. Uh El Green. Okay. Um the Isley Brothers. Isley Brothers are fantastic. Um, the Temptations. You know Jimi Hendrix played for the Isley Brothers for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was one of his early gigs. Yeah. He was uh, like yeah. a, just a backup guitarist. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I remember seeing. A, I, I've seen. I've seen him, and he's just wearing one of those like generic suits. Just yeah, and he's swinging. got the, the hair. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't know how they did that back then, but yeah, the, yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah. And I was just you just look at him, and I guess maybe also I'm putting my own narrative on it because I know that he's like an amazing virtuoso. But I was like, God, that looks soul crushing for right. someone like him. I mean, I'm sure it's a great gig, right? But it looks it seems soul crushing. Well, for and that was like before him. he had that Jimi Hendrix status. You know, he right. was he still, was just a yeah, he just was an up and coming. Yeah, just yeah. a artist. But, no one's heard of, but really. I I kind of agree with you though, though man. Like as someone who even even if I you know when I was dating German women, you know even just that cultural difference, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it makes a difference in relationships a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, and and it, it like it's not even that obviously I don't have a like it's not even that like I'm saying now I I require a black person to date or something like that. Right. It's just that that it it, it sometimes it it is. Like you, uh, it is sort of weird to explain your humanity to the person that you love or whatever, right? Or, or not, not your, hu- yeah, humanity, or mm-hmm. like your, like explain something that seems so obvious to, to me, or so ingrained in my in in my culture. Like it is weird to explain it sometimes, right? Sure, to someone that that you live with, or not, right. you don't have to live with the person. I just say that because right. I happen to live with my partner, but like it, it, it would feel weird to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I could get past it, and I'm sure, like, obviously, I'm, you know, I, I haven't, I've, I've, I haven't, I haven't dated that many people, so right. it's a small subset, uh, and I, you know, I, I, and I'm a only 250, and I'm but, a skew, you know. like, and, and I'm only one person picking, so right. it's not really a great. And statistical. I think, and I think it's also important to say that what we're talking about today are a lot of the things are coming from our own experiences. Sure. These are our own opinions. You know, we're not, we're not trying to, because this can be a sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about interracial dating, I don't think cross-cultural, as, as an American, I think cross-cultural dating has a different stigma than interracial dating in a way. Sure. Um, which I think is too bad because I think both of them have a lot of similarities in a lot of ways. Right. You know? Like for, like, for example, I'm dating a black person right now, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, but she is from a pretty different culture than what I'm used to mm-hmm. from my southern family. Right. But that's not really... And her family's from Philly, right? Uh, Yeah. Or Pennsylvania? Uh, Yeah, they're from like the suburbs right outside of Philly. Okay. I think yeah. her parents are from Philly, but I think she, she grew up in like the suburbs mm-hmm. right outside of the... Uh, right. But um, but yeah, it's like, it's like, I, like that, that skip, for, uh, that culture difference is, a, is not as big of a difference in our society right. as the racial sameness you know right or the racial difference that would be if she wasn't the same right. race as me i think i like, think no the, one's like oh she's from the she's from the east coast no we don't want <laughs> right we don't want her kind and our <laughs> exactly i don't know if that's really a thing in the u.s though is it i um, mean do we hate like even even for example the only thing i could think of and this would more just be like a joke or poking fun at somebody would be like being in michigan if someone was from ohio like if sure. you're dating somebody they'd be like oh your girlfriend's from ohio right. or oh but your I boyfriend's think, from ohio yeah, but i think in per- but, we, uh, we probably wouldn't actually be mean to a no, person exactly <laughs> exactly but, or or it's or the similar like like um 
like to to Westerners or East Coasters, like to the coastal elites, the South gets a bad rep or vice versa. Right. Right. I, I like that is definitely a thing, but I don't think I can't imagine that being like if you actually meet someone and bring him to your house and say, I, I can't imagine it being like, oh my God, you're dating someone from New York City. We're right. we're good Southern people here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, if you're dating somebody, you should be dating them because they're a good person, not because of where they're from. But I will say the the culture, but there, but there is still getting used. Like there is still adjustments culturally. It's, right. it's not as big as a as a like a problem, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, socially. I guess I would say or right. family wise. But it is definitely as so. You know, once again, I am a southern person. Uh, I'm not. I'm from Michigan, but my family are all right. southern people. And definitely food-wise is an adjustment for, for people. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the accents. Sometimes, I don't know why, but sometimes it is a little weird. Do you develop like a little bit of a southern accent no, when you're with your family? But, no? Uh, but I, no, I don't. But I, I definitely am way more aware of, mm. uh, like, like Brad, uh, he, my buddy, he spent a lot of time around some of my southern family. Like he was at my sister's wedding in New Orleans. And, and it, it, is, it, it is just uh, like... It's, it's. I mean, he is actually kind of southern too. Now that I think about it, he grew up in North Carolina. But, but it is just interesting. Like, you, you, it is almost like listening to like I don't know, like a British person and a and an American or something like that. Right. Just hearing that it's like, a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it, for and, sure. And so that and um sometimes uh there are definitely as we know many untranslatables mm-hmm. that oh, uh, I'm sure if you came to my <laughs> my like we're around my grandparents or my some of my old aunts and uncles, you'd be like, I have no idea what that person <laughs> just said. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, I feel like it's like that if you go anywhere where they have like strong regional dialects mm-hmm. or accents. You mm-hmm. know, I mean there were there were definitely some people I met in like some smaller towns in Germany and Austria and I'm like, Yeah, I sure. have no idea what you were sure. saying. I mean, even um, even going to Austria, Vienna is a you know, a major metropolitan city. To but get it's, used to Viennese. And that's the light probably the lightest form of, of the Viennese dialect, I would imagine in Vienna. Yeah, you yeah, you have to go further out. Like, I'd imagine in the bigger the country, city would in the be con- the, out in the country right. in Vienna. Right. Yeah, and then you'll hear because I I remember a couple times when uh, I went to the Naschmarkt, which is this big market in you know, the oh, fourth yeah, district you get the of Vienna. That come in from the, yeah, yeah, and the the farmers when they come mm-hmm. in, they, they can be especially really like the old the older people, yeah, because yeah, they don't yeah. care, and <laughs> they talk fast too, and because that's kind of how they sell to you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the fascinating thing too about uh, interracial and uh, cross cultural dating is that um, uh, the fact that. There's there is a lot. I guess I kind of thought of this because of the dialects and not always understanding anything. Is there can be some moments where mm-hmm. there can be some misunderstandings. There can be some miscommunication. Have you um, have you been there? Oh yeah. I feel like that oh, usually. Yeah. Now see, uh, I got some stories. Can I tell a couple stories? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so the first one. This is kind of a funny miscommunication. So uh, I dated a, a girl that was half German, half American, uh, a couple of years back, um, and she. Um, well, this isn't her name, but we'll just call her Abby. Okay. So we'll call her Abby. Uh, and so Abby, uh, her mom was American. Her dad was German. Her dad's like this, like PhD in math, this crazy smart guy. Uh, I met her when I was out with Thomas actually, and we were out bar hopping and and I met her. Um, we got along really well. She was really cool. But I remember, uh, you know, we were talking and this was when I was uh, teaching in Germany in 2015 and we were talking and I remember I told her, um, you know, I, I like you. Uh, I don't. I think I said something like I don't. I see you as more than a friend or something like that. And mm-hmm. and and she she read it and I think she either misread it or just didn't. Qu- and her English was really good. Uh, maybe I should have just written her in German. <laughs> but but we had kind of talked in a mishmash of English sometimes, German sometimes. It really depended. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the funny thing is, though, is that she had thought that I was saying that I wasn't interested in her. And then thankfully, she like, I guess she was kind of in a bad mood. And her mom was like, what's what's wrong? And she was like, well, there's this guy I'm talking to, you know, but I think he just said he wasn't interested in me. And, and then uh, but she t- said he's an American guy. So her mom was curious. And she goes, oh, well, what what did he say? And she told her and she, she said, what are you talking about? He just said he likes you. <laughs> um, so that was like kind of a funny miscommunication because of. You know, but that's like a weird language thing. And Mm. with a lot of, um, you know, some, you know, relationships that are cross-cultural, they might start if you're living or working abroad. And well, any relationship, you know, you have that texting back and forth nowadays in modern dating. And there can be a lot of just in general miscommunication there. I in high school, I had a uh, this this was in Michigan. So once again, I probably should have just anyway, I had a crush on this French girl. Mm -hmm. I was in the she spoke English fine. Right. And and my French was always terrible still is. Mm. And I um, like when we we were friendly um, and I had said and but we weren't like we had never we weren't hadn't dated or anything. Right. And I had said um, je t'aime. Oh, I love you. you. But but if but the verb by itself means means I like. Right. But if you say it like that, it means I love you, and, and so I was just I was just casually I thought it was literally I, thought like I was you. casually saying right. I like you, you know. And right. She's like whoa, and I was like oh no, uh, and, and so that that's kind of funny though awkward thing to be, and I was like why did I just not why did I just not say right. it in English like like right. but um you're trying yeah. to be cute I got you I, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I and, feel and it, I you took know, it way too far it's kind of it fun weird. but see that's what you have to to all of our listeners out there we would caution you when you flirt in a foreign language you, you know do need to be careful yeah you do because there have been plenty of times in German where I've made I've made some mistakes and and i i have to say i have to give a lot of i have to give a lot of people credit who who date uh westerners or americans or or even foreigners when i say for you know people who aren't from the same country Mm. and a lot of times they use english as an intermittent language between the two of them Mm. you know like i i had some friends where um they were uh one of them was chinese and another one was serbian and they spoke in English to one sure, another, that's, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think the interesting thing about these cross-cultural, more so cross-cultural, obviously, than, inter- well, no, interracial too, I guess, because if you have, you know, uh, a white or, or a black person and a Latino who s- grew up speaking Spanish. I'd say if you're crossing... Uh, borders, it's much more likely to have language. Race, races, mm-hmm. There's, it's probably going to be a cross... intercultural too like if it's interracial then it's intercultural but if it's intercultural it doesn't have to be interracial right i I think i yeah 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 yeah. i think interracial is inter it has to be intercultural intercultural does not have to be a different race yes yeah Yeah, yeah, for sure for sure yeah 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 (laughs) um the the interesting thing is though is that um i think that's a big aspect of like looking back at some of the relationships i've had um a lot of it i think did come from at least the German girls I dated. You know, I loved speaking German. I was learning German. So it was, I hate to say this. Um, well, no, I don't because it, it's not why I dated them. But, you know, it's a lot of those relationships started off because I wanted to practice my German. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there wasn't, you know, I mean, one of the girls I was talking to, she was, you know, absolutely beautiful. So, I mean, that is, helped. Is that, but. <laughs> is that um, I mean, is that rude? You feel like well, you're using them when you say it like that. Exa- or something? Exactly, but I but I never was. You sure. know, it wasn't. You know, it started. But that's the funny thing. I think is a lot of relationships they start off. You don't start off a relationship, generally speaking. At least I never have, where I was like looking for a relationship. And sure, you know what I mean. You're not going into it the first time you meet this person. Like, right, I'm going to date this person. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, maybe some people I'm sure have met their significant others and were thinking that. You know, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, like the the thing about my 
my I think that's actually might be changing mm-hmm. a little bit with online dating. That's when true. You just meet a stranger. It's that's like, true. You're not meeting up to just be friends, really, a lot of right. times. Right. Whereas, you know, but this was also before all the internet dating sure, when sure, I met sure, a lot sure. of these you girls. You had to actually so. meet people. Right. <laughs> yeah, you had to. Well, we also weren't in the middle of a pandemic that's, and weren't yeah. supposed to stay at home as much as possible. So, um, but yeah, and I think the the language barrier, it, it, adds, it, it adds a different kind of, I think it need, you need to be able to communicate so clearly. And I've never understood, especially there were a lot of white dudes I met in China that were dating Chinese girls that didn't speak very good English. Mm. And I'm like, what do y'all even talk about? Because <laughs> you're Chinese. I mean, not that my Chinese is good. Mine's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I have been learning more from my students, which has been awesome. Um, but anyways... I never, under, I never understood that either. Like how, how right. relationships could form when, when there's no mutual language that people right are, like and, and i get being attracted at. to somebody i sure. get you can still have fun with somebody but at the same time if you can't connect on a, a communication level How i think long term yeah, i don't right but i think i think at the same time what can happen with some relationships is that will motivate one or maybe sure. both of the people to try to learn that other language and it's it's really crucial i think especially I can tell you just seeing and talking to other, you know, Americans and, and Westerners I met while I was in China um, that, that were married or dating Chinese girls or Chinese guys long term. Mm-hmm. Um, what was interesting is the parents of Chinese girls and guys reacted a little bit differently to them dating foreigners. It was weird. Um, the, the Chinese guys, a lot of the parents were like, why are you dating a foreign woman? You should be dating a Chinese woman. A lot, not a lot, but some of the Chinese girls' parents, they were actually happy hmm. Um it was interesting. Like I don't know, and I don't know why that. Yeah, is. I'm trying to understand that in my yeah. head. Anything I say, I'm just. I, I'm thinking. I was like, I don't right. want to say that. And I don't now, really granted, know this was only about. from you know five or six different people I talked to. Sure. So this is not sure. you know, you know, like but I, empirical I think, data. I think but. It's, there's. I, I think it's probably safe to say that there is going to be a difference in reaction between male and females right. on who they bring home. I just don't right. know why. Why that would be. Right. I can't figure out what, that part. But that makes total sense to me. I mean, in any in any sort of culture, women and men are usually treated differently. Right. That's true. Um, that might be an interesting episode. That that that'll be a touchy subject, and we'll have to be careful with it. But I think that might be a fun one to talk about at some point. Yeah. Um. You know, just gender differences in different countries, because mm. I think there are a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and you know, the point of our podcast as an untranslatable podcast is we got to talk about some of these things. You know. Well, speaking um, of the dating, that's something I wanted to talk about. Is the difference in like the idea of dating? Oh, that's a good I feel point. Like, good at, at point. Least, I don't. I don't listen. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel like that's a very American idea, right? Well, well especially but the that's level of changing now we, too. Uh, yeah, that's changed a lot. I, like I think the last five years with all the apps and stuff, yep. and uh, like it's probably growing as as an mm-hmm. idea, uh, you know, globally. Right. But I feel like you know, in the past, before that. Uh, like I feel like Americans were 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 stereotyp like dating was kind of a stereotypical thing for us, right? And the idea of dating uh, around and and sort of uh, Americans have the is this true that Americans have the stereotype that we're sort of promiscuous? Oh yeah, okay. for sure. I, I would I would say at least the people the the international people that I've talked to. I think uh, Americans tend to be considered fairly promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a lot of Europeans, depending. Okay. I mean, I mean, look at like, especially if you take Berlin as a, it's an extreme sure. example. But you know, I mean, I feel like people are just having a crazy good time <laughs> in Berlin. You know, um, with all the clubs and probably not now with Corona, but be, you know, in the in the before times, mm-hmm. as my boss says, I love the, I love the way she says that the before times. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I think, uh, um, yeah, it's it's. It, 
I would say there's a there's a difference in um yeah like well, being I, intimate and also the courting process I, I think is viewed very differently in different cultures sure. what's expected um and i think that's that's i'm glad you mentioned this jared because that's an important aspect of inner inner or, or cross-cultural dating or interracial dating is that you need to you need to have a, a basic understanding of of how the courting process works in that culture or or within that group of people you know yeah when you were in china and you were uh courting your your girlfriend at the time were ex girlfriend well, yeah i guess that was ex girlfriend at the well, time girlfriend at the time sorry yeah 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 okay gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well, we'll make it clear yeah. ex girlfriend <laughs> was there a uh was there something in your mind where it's like i need to like if i'm going to go out with this girl woman mm-hmm. lady i don't I'm lady gonna, i'm going to uh maybe take this i don't know more seriously than i would in the us i don't know if that's the right word right. but it's like like, are is there an assumption that like, all right, culturally this is going to be different, so mm-hmm. the expectations might be higher if I'm going out with her a bunch mm-hmm. of times without any real plan. I here. will, I will say this: uh, we definitely, I we definitely were exclusive faster than I was in a lot of other relationships I had. Um, I will say that, and now I don't know if it's. Honestly, I just think it's because, you know, I really, really liked her. And that's just, you know, I, I don't think I was really thinking of any cultural differences, um, you know. Interesting. Um, but, 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 may, but maybe I was subconsciously, her, you know, maybe I was. the fact that you liked her so much mm-hmm. was, I guess, but but culturally speaking. Here, you, need, you need some help? No, no, it's okay. I just need to move. Sorry, I need to plug in my computer. Yeah, People you're good. about to die. You're but good. culturally speaking, she... Um, probably would not have been as receptive to just casual dating right like the idea of dating around right yeah for sure i don't yeah well i think uh well i just don't think she's that type of uh woman uh but yeah i'm i'm sure but is that like a cultural thing or i think so i I, well well first of all it's important to mention you know she uh she was russian so so i think that i think that also is a little although she grew up in the asian part of russia so that is, little, is also a little different. Side, pretty um, conservative. Well, I don't. Maybe, maybe I'm not really sure because I haven't really spent time over over okay. you know in east in eastern okay. Russia. I'm just making but guesses. but could be right, right. Um, but yeah, I think there is a difference in. I think a lot of Americans are more comfortable with like hookup type of relationships, um, whereas I think there are a lot of other cultures where that's. I I could be wrong, but at least yeah, it seems like from what I've read and heard about like dating in Japan, dating in South Korea, uh, definitely dating in China. Like, I just don't think, yeah, I, I just don't think they, and, you know, maybe, I don't know if it's true or not, if they're any more or less promiscuous than, than we are in the West. I, I think the stereotype if, or what the, if, the image is, is they're less, but I'm anything, not sure. If um, anything, the, in these more conservative countries like that, it seems like, at the very least, they're, they're not talking about it as much as we do. Right. Um. So you know whether they do it or not. I mean, everyone probably everyone is horny, uh, but but they're definitely. <laughs> we all have our needs. I think there's definitely more shame around it for sure. Yeah. Well, and and I don't think they do talk about it as much as oh, we as love talking we do about here. It here. I mean, that's you open true. up Twitter. There's 48 conversations true. about eating. Well, butt. well, look at yeah, that's true. I mean, look at yeah, look at social media. Look at what's on yeah, what's on TV, what's on Netflix. Um, all sorts of different places for sure. I think I think the the big thing about um, uh, 
really just dating in general, to be honest. I don't think this is an interracial, intercultural, cross-cultural, any of that. This is just dating in general, especially if we have any of the uh, young uh, ladies and gents listening. I think the key with dating and courting in general is you just have to be transparent. Like I remember uh, one of my one of my ex-girlfriends uh, on our first date, and, and I don't know if this is good or bad dating advice, but I, I asked her, I said, what... What are you looking for on the first date? Uh, you know, maybe some people would say that's this coming a, in too hot. This is your last girlfriend? No, no, no. Um, oh, okay. Actually, actually, I might have asked her. Uh, maybe our second date. I think I might have asked my my ex. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I I think people definitely uh, get get afraid of uh, right. directness. Well, I think in, especially in the states, and I think yeah. that's a cultural thing to to keep in mind. You yes. know, because I think if you date someone. That's the th- there's that's a lot the more difficulty. ambiguity in relationships right. here, right? <laughs> yes. And and but but if you're an American going abroad and you date someone abroad, I think you need to be very upfront about a lot of things. Whether you're uh, friends with benefits, just right. Seeing each other, just right. Casual, right. You're exclusive, yeah. right? <laughs> there's a lot of different. Lines but I think there. there, I think in a lot of more more Asian co- uh, countries, it's more cut or dry. Well, it's together more. Or well, not. no, it's more about trying to uh, um, get married. Oh, I think yeah, yeah, I yeah. think they take that a lot more. I think marriage. I could be wrong, and I don't know what the divorce statistics are. I couldn't tell you. But I think but, that's definitely the case in like a lot of, uh, like um, highly religious African or Middle Eastern right. countries. Oh, for sure. Where where for it's sure. like you're the 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 first of all, a lot of countries like that. I don't think dating is even really a thing. It's more right. just like it's more through family. Find, yeah, I think yeah, family. Really. But I don't know. You know, it's funny, though, dude. I think a lot of us in the West, we, we, we look at that with kind of a stink eye or think it's a bad thing. Yeah. But as I get older, I mean, if you if <laughs> you have... Sometimes it's like, what's the difference? Really? Right. <laughs> well, the, But the other thing is, too, is if you meet someone through your family... Now, I'm not saying everyone's parents always have their best interests of their children, but I think a lot of parents do. And I think that if, mm. if, if, if the parents really do have sure. a realistic view of, of their children... Right, because I think some parents do think their children are these perfect little angels when they're when they're not the greatest people. Um, but and I don't think it's always a stranger. Like I don't think it's right. they're always just like, oh, we found this person. Well, it's like we've right. known this family forever, and, and that's the thing. And I wonder. And I'm curious. I would love to. Um, I would love to uh, see what the stats would be actually on Middle Eastern marriages and 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 divorce rates and well, all that. I'm sure divorce is a lot harder to do. Oh, that's also. I'm a good sure point. it's not like that's the woman's just like I'm going to go down to the court and get divorced. Right. But it, but but um, or or the man. Well, well, sure. maybe the guys. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's acceptable. Could would you mind googling that really quick? I, I feel if like it's, it's acceptable. I feel like to it would be more likely for the man to to be able to to initiate. Wait, I'm hold up before you before you say anything. I bet you. I would be willing to bet probably in some Middle Eastern countries, if the woman can't bear you children, you can uh, probably either remarry or you could divorce. I bet you. Probably. And I think like old school medieval times that you probably could also do that. Well, I mean, it, a lot of that is based off of like, you know, Bible law or Quran right. law. But, right. So it's like, yeah, this is based off of this right. old, Sharia law. Such old, uh, oops, such old logic. Right. But I, I think that the thing that with interracial uh, and, and cross-cultural dating is you have to really be very open-minded. And I think you do have to be, I mean, you have to be sensitive um, and, and I think observant of things in any relationship. But I think with uh, cross-cultural, there just can be so many things that, you know, that are just different that you could be unaware of. I think it's slowly in transition, but it's still mm-hmm. it's still pretty pretty male dominated. 
kind of. So I don't know. Over in the Middle East. Finding the exact. I, I don't want to s- s- scroll through finding the exact right. rule, but I'd imagine that it's still pretty much like right. the man is deciding. But I feel like what happens I there. feel like that's an interesting thing about different cultures. Is you know some cultures they really are pushing for marriage. And I feel like in the U.S., I know a lot of guys in the U.S. that that don't want to get married. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if uh, maybe, you know, if I really do meet that, you know, right woman that I think would be a great mother to children and, and all that, and, and that's what I decide to do, then I think marriage makes sense. But yeah. I think... I, I, I don't... I'm not like... I'm, I'm, I'm in no rush to get married. I'm right. I, like marriage is not something that I'm... I'm I'm shooting for, but like if I'm with the person that like I think I want to spend my life with, and they want to do that, I'll do it, sure. Right. But it's not like I'm sure they, I'm sure my my partner would love to hear that. Right. But uh, but it's not like I'm not like like oh I, I need to have this ceremony, right. and even still, I would insist upon it being a a pretty small thing. Like I right. I, I don't like the idea of like bringing in family from all around the, the country right and all these people coming yeah. yeah yeah i think but i think it's important to be aware of these things before you go into a relationship because mm-hmm. you know you don't want to because i think that also can give uh you know i'm thinking more the you know i'm thinking more as a white male i'm thinking more of white dudes in asia where you know i've i've heard stories of you know they they date you know chinese japanese women or south korean women or, or whatever doesn't really matter where and uh, if they're not, you know, these a lot of these girls, especially if they, you know, are dating someone in their early 20s, some of these girls are really hoping for marriage and, and might want to have a family or whatever. And uh, and and if you're not upfront with them, uh, you know, time. you could be leading leading them on, wasting their time. And this goes for guys and girls. I don't think it really matters that much. Sure, but, but everyone wastes everyone's time. Let's right, be well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the key is you you have to really be transparent, you know, and and you know, not all relationships are going to work out. Um, but at the same time, I think it's really important to, you know, talk about those things. You know, I think I think honestly, if things would have gone differently with my ex, um, I might have gotten married. You know, uh, mm-hmm. if things would have been different. But um, I think that's you have to have those conversations or be willing to have those conversations, especially I think when you are meeting someone abroad. And I think there are other challenges as well when you start dating them, just because you are viewed kind of as an outsider. You know? Yeah. What about Hmm. I'm thinking about dates. What about like paying? Do you think that there are cultures where 100%? That's too easy. 100%. You don't even know what I'm about to say. Okay. What do you think I'm about to say? Pay for paying for dates. Who do you think? Who, who, he, well, I was gonna say. Do you think there are cultures where it is uh, frowned upon or, or or looked down upon or sort of not uh, not customary mm-hmm. to pay for the woman? Where it's like on the first date, if you pay, where it's like oh, that's kind of presumptuous, right? Uh, um, Sometimes in the U.S., it seems I was like you have to say, be a little careful. Uh, well, <laughs> I, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I what I try to do generally on a first date. A uh, little 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 pro tip for for uh, all the I'm kind of mad that I'm, all the I'm listeners not going on a new first date anytime um, soon because I, I well hey you can you can pretend <laughs> it's a pretend it's a new date with your with your lady yeah. you know you could you guys could do like a, in modern family do a little role play okay. give yourself some name tags you know you could be Jart or Herr Blockshaft you know okay. speak with a German accent yeah I'm here in the business with uh, this is uh, automotive uh, industry so oh, v- anyways I wish I had it in me to to commit that would be Hilarious. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I, could I don't think I could that. do that either. But um, <laughs> anyways, what I tend to do, at least in the States, and see, this is a, a cultural thing. So in the States, if I go on a date with a girl, uh, I generally will go Dutch 
with her, especially okay. if we're having dinner. Um, and, and for the people out there who say, well, you invited her. Um, I mean, yes, but at the same time, I think there are a lot of, I hate to say this, but I think there are a lot of people now who, uh, I had a couple uh, girls on Tinder a couple months ago when I still had the app on my phone. Um, not Well, I think a month ago. I think I broke up with my ex a month ago. It was after I'd broken up with my ex. Um, but anyway, so the, the point is, is that uh, Did you hear that? A couple, that's right. Uh, the, uh, well, I'm not trying to be, you know, unfair or, or uh, you know, I think that After. is a little unfaithful. Sure, of course But, it is. but the, the whole point here is that um, one of the girls straight up, you know, messaged me and she's like, so, so are we going out uh, to eat and are you going to pay for my food? And I was like, I was like, and literally I just, I said, I don't even remember what my opening line was. I mean, even if I would have paid, if someone asked me that, I, I, I wouldn't go on a date with that right. person. Well, I didn't. I yeah. obviously didn't, but but the thing is, is that um, you you have to be careful. I think some people do use, especially I think some <clears throat> people use guys for mm-hmm. you know just having them pay for stuff, and a lot of guys will happily oblige, you know. And and I'm happy to. Sometimes oblige. I will. It's just easier well, that way. Well, sure. But that's also I guess well, kind sure. of privilege. But or- but see, also if it's he, here's an example: if we go out for coffee or just a couple drinks, sure, I'll 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 gladly pay. Mm-hmm. But if we like do dinner. And it's like a if it's like sixty, Salad, right? Uh, main, main course, course. couple <laughs> drinks, it adds up. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so, so that's when, like, I'll never forget this girl that I went on a date with a couple of years back in East Lansing. I feel like I'm digging up all my dirt here, Jared. This episode, <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, you know, she. I remember we went out and uh, we went to Hopcat for dinner, and uh, you know the check comes and she looks at me. She's like. And she looks at me, and I go, I go, yeah, we'll split it, because I remember I had asked her some thoughts about about Look at this guy. about paying and and stuff. Like we had kind of talked about like you know relationships and dating while we were you know having our dinner, and and she said she said you know I I really appreciate it when, um, when someone realizes that they they do something because um because they want to not because it's expected and and mm. I really like it though when uh. Wouldn't how, she have liked she it, it if you well, wanted to? Well, 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 no. Her her point was is that she liked that she also felt like she could she could pay for herself. Mm. Is kind of what she had hinted at or said or whatever. And so you, and you gave her, like you're giving her her independence, a little right? Bit. Is, not, is what she had said. You're not like I'll take care of the lady, right? It's like yeah, I'm a person right. too. I can take care, right? Of and and she was an adult, you know, had a sure. job, and and so so when when uh, you know. When they asked to pay, I was like, I was like, yeah, we'll split it, and 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 it was funny though because she didn't, she didn't what, give did they, me a bad look. They she didn't, didn't ask. They just, they just were coming, and you're just, and you're well, because I, I looked at her and I was like, I was like, yeah, I think we will, we'll, we'll split it, and she said, yeah, that's fine. So yeah. you know, but but well, I think that's also how you can kind of gauge. Yes, you know, but see, here's the other because thing. That's the thing. It's also very interesting to see how someone would respond to. But that. But see, here's the other thing: is after after we we had gone to another bar for a couple other drinks. I paid for all those drinks, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we only had two, but but you know, I could have been like, "We'll split," you know. But <laughs> but it was kind of just like it's also a, kind of annoying at a bar to split right. it. Well, but the other thing was too is that I think you know if, but it's also for me, it's also gauging how serious I am about the person mm-hmm. because for her, um, you know, I didn't I didn't really know her that well. We had met on a dating app, and it wasn't you know like I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, She's a kind of a stranger, essentially. Right. Right. And and you know yeah. So Not kind of. She's a stranger. She is. <laughs> and it was funny though because I remember like uh, like the next time we'd gone out on a date, I paid I paid for the dinner, and she and she had what did she say? She said, you know, it really kind of surprised me when you didn't pay for our first date. Um, 
but it was funny. She was like, but I actually kind of respect you more for it. And mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? Well, especially not, especially since you paid after. Right. I think she would have respected you less right. every time. Right. You're like, split well, it, split but, it, split right. it. I think there's a difference between being generous and also courting somebody, right. but also you don't want to be a doormat. You know, I think a lot of guys especially are just so quick to just foot the bill for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of guys like I, I like I like doing that. You know, I like getting gifts for my friends. I, I don't mind buying somebody drinks or even dinner once in a while. But I think uh, sometimes for people like that, like giving people stuff, essentially mm-hmm. buying them some stuff some can be like. Like that's how they that's how they're trying to show affection. Right. It's a it's a it's a love language actually. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. yeah even if it might be a little misguided sometimes. Right. But I but I will say this. That's in the states. Right. If yeah. I'm if when I was in China, um, I only went on a couple dates uh, and a couple dates in Mongolia, and I paid for everything on all those. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, dude, it was a lot cheaper. But she it, also didn't she also say something about like jewelry? Didn't we have a t- conversation about jewelry? What do you mean? Something about buying jewelry. Um, I feel like we had a conversation about some sort of we? piece of jewelry, and you're talking about how um, I don't know. Forget I'm not, it. I was hoping like a wedding talking. ring or necklaces. No, or, I, but I, I think it was. I don't know if it was like a wedding ring specifically. I feel like it was just gifting someone a piece of jewelry. I th- and, well, I think in some cultures, some cultures you have to be careful actually with that because if it's not high, I hate to say it, but if it's not high quality jewelry, it's kind of a. It's like yeah. it would be better to just buy them something that's cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's like it'd be better to buy them a nicer bottle of wine than spend more money in theory, but it's not good quality sure. jewelry. Yeah, you you're know? not a you're not a uh, you're not a uh, shill for the uh, diamond industry. Right. You haven't right. Get, <laughs> the but, whole three month salary is a complete lie. But I think I think uh, inter intercultural or cross up, or sorry interracial and cross cultural courtship is definitely different. Like I I for sure can tell you. You know, the way that I courted my my ex who, you know, was Russian was very different than the way I courted, you know, my American ex. How so? Um, I knew you were going to ask me that and I don't I, have I'm any. Just, I'm just. You're right. You're curious. No, yeah. it's, it's fine. Like, f- for example, like with my with my uh, most recent ex, you know, we um, I paid for, I would say, 80 I would say 80% of most stuff. And I'm not saying that to complain. I, I did it willingly, you know, for any, if there are any red pillars watching this, <laughs> go ahead, call me a sim, call me what you want. But, what a cuck. but you know, but you know, I, you know, I really did love her. That's and, the name uh, of this episode, Chad the Cuck. Oh God, it better oh, not be. I'm going to be so <laughs> mad if that's, the, oh man. New episode, oh, Chad geez. the Cuck. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you we would get a lot of hits on YouTube. Yeah. Dude, if you made that a clip, I guarantee you we'd have get it. a Unfortunately, flood. I don't have it in me to do that sort of clickbaity stuff, but right. I, I I, there have been moments where, like, you, I can get so many more listeners. For, for a clip, if I just clips <laughs> would be really great. Like, anyways, um, but so I, I did tend to pay for a lot more with her. Now, I will say this though: I also did earn a lot more than her. And I'm not trying to say this. This, these are just facts. You know, I'm not trying to brag. This isn't yes. me coming from or feeling any type of way. If I could go back and do it again, I would do it all over again, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but you know, with my American ex, first of all, she she was working well. Both, I guess both of my exes were working full time, but the difference is my American ex, she was, you know, making more money over here than, you know, my ex uh, in, in China, for example. And uh, anyways, you know, it, it was just different. You I know? think I used to equate uh, paying with like how serious I was, you know. Mm. Where it's like if I'm paying for us, then like you know I'm, I'm then like, yeah. like well yeah you you are literally investing in the relationship. Right. Think about it. I don't know if you I know? agree with that anymore though. 
Right. I, I wouldn't either. But I, I think, I feel I like think in time my, in is my more head, important that's, now. That's what, I, that's what I would think sometimes. Right. Well, like, when especially at that di- the dinner kind of thing. Right. Which, right. Yeah. Well, when you're younger, too, you, you know, we, when I can safely say when both of us were younger, we just didn't have the, the finances that we do now. Sure, yeah. You know, and so it makes a big difference. Yeah, so, it's a lot so, much bigger of a deal. Right. So, so for all of the, especially the dudes listening, American dudes listening in their 20s, if, if you yeah. are listening to us, uh, don't worry. It'll, as you age, it will get better, but it is definitely more of an upfront your Olive Garden dinner. Right. Although, man, I'll... <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I don't mind Olive Garden. I, I, don't, while, I, but... I don't mind Olive Garden, but it, Olive Garden to me is kind of like going to like Chipotle. But once again, though, I think that's another interesting thing about dating, and I'm not sure in other cultures how this would work, but I I feel like if, if someone takes you out to even Olive Garden... You know, I think it should be the thought that counts. Sure, of you course. You know, but I feel like there are some very materialistic people out there that, like, like I would, I, I always, you, you hate to see, I, at least I hate to see, like, memes when it's like, like, look at this goofball who took me out to wherever, you know, when people yeah. post. Like, it's like, that's so ungrateful well, for, and just so. <laughs> for a while, you weren't, you weren't on Twitter when this was a thing. I don't know if they really talk about this that much anymore, but for a, a pretty long while on Twitter, maybe this was a black Twitter thing. There was the conversation of the $200 date and how they were I like. I did hear about that. There yeah. was like a, like a portion of people on, uh, on social media that like didn't respect anyone that wouldn't take you know that wouldn't take a woman on like a 200 plus right. dollar date where it's like you don't really and care. these were american women yeah yeah this is right all, yeah, this, yeah i think yeah, this is yeah. all an american thing right and how like uh and how like oh, i don't even want to talk to him if he's if it's not at least a 200 dollar <laughs> like it was right. the 200 dollar date is right. what i remember and it was just such a uh, and for some people that's a whole lot of money i, I mean, mean for me even i consider I that probably a lot afford of money it, and it's right. still a lot i'm still right. like this is, ugh, right this is well a lot of money i mean i you <laughs> know two weeks of groceries right i mean i will say uh I took my ex on a special date and I did drop like over a hundred bucks on dinner and drinks and stuff, but we had a great time and it was a special thing. You know, it's not something I would do a lot and especially for a first date, that's expecting so much. I think like, Mm -hmm. like if the script is flipped, you know, would you be willing to pay $200 for someone when you meet them for the first time and you may never, ever talk to them again? Yeah. I just think that's not very realistic. It's it's crazy. I think when I transitioned to the, the, the more online dating world, Mm -hmm. Unless from actually going on dates with people I've met in real life, crazy right. that I did that, right? But anyway, uh, the idea of of uh, splitting it was a lot easier, you know. Where it's mm-hmm. like this isn't someone that I'm on a date with that I've known, you know, for a, right. however long. This is literally like you're literally a stranger. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> it that's seems important. ridiculous, kind of. It's like, that's... like like you know, this person say from high school that I I I went on, a, you know, that I dated. It's like yeah, but I also have known this person since you know third grade or whatever. Right. It's like a just a different vibe. Well, it's it's also important to mention. I think the way we approach long term relationships and when you first start dating someone is very different and but in other cultures it's also different you know um and i think i think in the states especially not that people don't play the field in other countries because i think people play the field everywhere nowadays but i do think that other countries um especially at least what i saw in china i mean the majority of my students especially my graduate students you know they're in their I think they're in there like 20, 22 to 24, somewhere around there, I think, if I remember correctly. And they all have serious, you know, relationships mm-hmm. that long term. And I think their end goal is to get married, you know. And, and I don't – you can say that about some college students in the U.S., but I think the, the overwhelming majority of college – I could be wrong about this, but I would imagine the overwhelming majority of college students in the U.S. are not – 
uh, in serious relationships and getting married. Sure. I think there are a lot of them, but I don't think it's the majority. Whereas I think uh, in a lot yeah, of sure. other countries, it's different. It's either know? single or serious. Right. Well, I remember being in the Czech Republic and just seeing a lot of younger moms that you just don't see it as much in the States. You know, you don't see, I don't think you see really? as, at least in the Czech Republic, what I saw a lot of younger, when I say younger moms, I mean like, 18, 19, 20, 21. Mm. I think in the States, or maybe it's just my own bubble because I've, you know, I work in academia and yeah. I, I was going to. I feel like there are a lot of people, but, and I, I went to an all boys school, but I feel like there right. are a lot of people that are like, uh, you should have seen my high school. That's true. <laughs> You're right. But, but I, but also I think that's different. Like a lot of the, not all, but a lot of the younger r- relationships that I saw in the Czech Republic. Um, a lot of them were married, mm. even though they were younger. They had kids, but oh, a lot yeah. of them so were married. If, if you're, if you're, if it's like that in the U.S., there's more of an assumption that that was some sort of accidental, right, situation, right. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree with you there. So, but I, I'm, that's another thing. I think I, I wonder, I wonder how I, f- I have a feeling single motherhood is is viewed very differently in different cultures. Oh, for sure. You yeah, know? and 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 in different races too. For sure. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. Um. Uh. Oh. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb mm-hmm. and say that uh, U.S. might be as far as countries go, mm-hmm. the United States might want to might be top dating scene. I don't give the U.S. a lot of credit. I disagree. I'm gonna say U.S. is one of the top dating scenes. I would say the U.S. will give you the most amount of options on the dating scene. Uh, yeah, I think that's what is that, is, is not, that what is you that mean? What you want from well, a dating I, scene? I would say I would say a more well. It depends what you're looking for on the dating scene. Right, I think if you're, sure. I think if you're looking for something more serious, actually. Oh yeah, okay. I don't think the U.S. is the top dating scene. I agree with you. Uh, I would agree in terms of options and mm-hmm. just for sure access. Yes, U.S. number one for sure, <laughs> without without a doubt for sure. I mean, you know, we have, you know, you got all sorts of different races, yeah, finding, religions, creeds here in the U.S. For finding sure. a spouse could be more difficult than in maybe other right. countries. Sure, because I think, but I also think some of that is a lot of other countries. I think where marriage is a thing, faith plays a bigger role. Mm-hmm. I do know, I do know some people from down south that that if they're very Christian, they might actually get married. Sure. Tend to get married a bit younger, and, sure. and they do less take marriage seriously. And they're less promiscuous, obviously, right. if you're more right. re- religious. Right. Kind, sometimes, and, and and that has its <laughs> pros and cons, in my opinion, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm, uh, yeah, and that's why that's why I mean, we're we, you're talking at a huge scale. Like the U.S. Right. is the best dating scene. Right. Obviously, there are pockets where that would right. not really be but the case. But I think it also depends on um I think it also depends on where where you're living too because I think some some com- countries they just marriage is more important. Mm-hmm. Um and and family is more important or or yes. not more important but it's just Values. more of a exactly mm-hmm. exactly. Like I know I I have a lot of a lot of colleagues of mine uh, at Shandong Normal who uh, more more of them than not have families whereas i can't say the same about a lot of my american counterparts in academia yeah you know, i do have a lot of them that do have families but i have some colleagues who are who are my age or older and they're either single or or you know some are divorced or what have you but mm-hmm. um and and you see you know so it's yeah it's just different um but i i'd like to give our listeners out there a couple tips um and maybe you right, also no. have some tips too because you know you've You've dated women of different races before and, uh, and you know, how to deal with either friends or family or, or you know, just what, or maybe not even how to deal, but just kind of what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, number one, number one, white, uh, as a white dude living, when I was living in Asia, you will get a, a lot of people will look at you with a side eye because they, I think some people worry that you might be a, a sexpat, which is an expat that moves over to Asia just for uh, prom- promiscuity, as mm-hmm. it were. Um, I think some people also, because you, a lot of times, you know, you're there for a year, 
two years, right? Um, I, I definitely think that's long enough to meet somebody and, and start a re- relationship. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are concerned, which makes sense. You know, yeah. they're worried that you might meet their son or daughter, fall in love, and then they move with you to your home country and they never see their children ever again. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you have to be very aware with, with uh, cross-cultural relationships that you know, you have to factor in that it will be more expensive to see f- see family or see your in-laws. It, there will be visa processes you will have to go through. You might have to get married in multiple different countries um, in order for it to be legal everywhere. You know, there's there's different customs. You know, yeah. there's different customs about, you know, the, the wedding ring, the wedding ceremony, how much money you need to spend. You know, I mean, some cultures as well, you might even need to give the family, if I'm talking as a man here, you might have to give that family like of the woman some or, money mm-hmm. or gift, you know, you know, and to some of our American listeners, they might think, what are you talking about? You're crazy. But that is <laughs> yeah. a, it's just a different cultural custom. I'm yeah. not saying whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Um, but one of my biggest tips, I think, with uh, cross-cultural dating is um, is try to learn some of the language and try to meet some of your either potential future boyfriend or girlfriend, or if you're already dating them, uh, their friends. Because mm-hmm. I think, I think especially if their friends are from a similar culture, that's a good way to like ask questions. I remember asking my my ex's friend uh, Olga some questions, you know, about about my ex and about like customs and how that works. And I would say a big thing is, at least to me, it feels like you, you have to an effort has to be made to understand the other person's culture mm-hmm. or to like like for sure because i and I, th- I think some of that has to be self-taught like you, mm-hmm. you can't rely on your partner it to, needs to come from within yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. i think if 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 the person if you actually care about the person then that should be like it comes pretty naturally it should come naturally because that, that's really the only way you can get to know someone is if it you does. actually understand their family and culture right well i'll be honest with you man i have to give i have to give my first serious girlfriend katarina a lot of credit for my german abilities mm. because we i kid you not dude uh, we talked on the phone every every Saturday when I was in high school. We dated for about a year or, or eight or nine months. Uh, we talked on the phone every Saturday for like two to three hours um, in German. Uh, uh, and uh, it was funny. We would sometimes try in English. And this is no discredit to her, um, but we would try in English and she was just a little bit more shy about it. And I was I really wanted to learn German. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of liked it. So we just kept, you know, and I, I kid you not, dude, I was actually sitting right in this place. <laughs> right in front of us here at the uh, uh, Blue uh, Azulmu Studios, and I had the German dictionary uh, website open in front of me. So mm. when she would say words, or if there was something that I didn't know, I could look it up real quick. I do that sometimes um, in those uh, in Cafe Stunde. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I keep it open uh, still now. You know, fifteen it was crazy years later. About that last one, we didn't talk about it. Uh, we don't ha- have to, I guess. But uh, that that girl, that the new girl, let's talk about our next episode. Her, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll talk her about German it. Was really good. It, oh, it's oh. Is that all you needed to say? Because yeah, <laughs> that's her all I was awesome. going to mention. It was just right. it was just surprising. Right. Um. But but yeah. So we I can think, talk about the next episode. Though. Right. But I think uh, what what were we talking about now? You made me lose Shit, my train of thought. Um. We were talking about oh uh, oh the culture. And, talk, no, talking to your girlfriend. Dictionary open. In oh front yeah. Of the right, computer. Right. Um. But but I think some of that I was curious about learning German in the get go. But I think also. You know, after like we really started talking a lot and kind of developed fe- feelings for one another, it definitely gives you a different type of motivation where mm-hmm. like I knew every time I studied German, it was an opportunity for me to connect on a deeper level with this person and obviously way more people too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, I think that's why when I was younger, that's kind of why I dated a lot of German girls was because 
I speaking of the German cuckoo clock here, <laughs> um, you know, I, I dated, uh, I think the first like two or three of my first three girlfriends I think I ever had were German. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and there was just something different about speaking German with them. And, and, you know, it was interesting to me to learn about their culture. Um, and I, I do truly think if I would have moved over to Germany, um, I don't know if those relationships specifically would have worked out, but um, I think I could happily, definitely happily date a German woman for sure mm-hmm. um, because we, we are able to connect with the language. You know, I think that's super important, you know, for, for the people out there who, like, uh, I had a buddy of mine tell me, I would really love to, like, uh, meet, um, go to, like, South America and meet uh, a girl from there. And I and I asked him. I said, "Well, do you speak any Spanish?" He's like, "Not really." And I'm like, "Well, dude, you need to learn it then." Like, there's, there's, like, he just knows that they're they're beautiful, attractive, right? right <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and he could have just said, "I want to meet some hot chick," and it kind of almost right. would have been the same. That's thing. That's fair. That's true for sure. You know, that's basically um, what he's just saying. Yeah, I mean, it is 100. percent But I think, I think you, I think you need to look a lot deeper than that. Yeah. You know, um, and there is something too. I think about like I, I'm very attracted to. Um, you know, women of different uh, countries and cultures because there is a level of, it's just different, you know, like, like, like I can meet, you know, girls, you know, white girls from Michigan anytime I want, but you know, how often do you get to meet, you know, someone from Colombia or Brazil or Ukraine or wherever, mm-hmm. you know, Czech Republic, you mm-hmm. know, um, so, so it is different, but I can tell you, at least in my experience, Jared, the further East you go, I definitely think it's a little bit more traditional and definitely as a guy, you are expected to make the first move to foot the bill, um, even to approach, you know, talk to the girls, a lot mm-hmm. of countries. And, and what's interesting, I was talking to a, a guy I used to play soccer with who was Colombian and he was telling me, he was like, he was like, dude, in Colombia, like women will flirt with you and they're, they're very kind of flirty with the way they, they kind of their gestures and mannerisms. But he said, but you have to have the cojones to go up and talk to them. Like they'll give you mm. some, some signals or some signs, but they expect you, and it's a cultural thing. Sure. You know, but I feel like in the States now, if I feel like a lot of women, if you approach them, unless they find you attractive, um, if you approach them, they're Sometimes already... It feels a little aggressive. Right. Yeah. Right. Whereas I think in other, cult, other cultures, it's not viewed as aggressive or as... That's I, the man's job. Right. Is and, to make the first move. Right. And, yeah. Right, and but the thing is, is American girls aren't going to make the first move. Like, I, I don't think I've ever been approached out in the street where a girl's just come up to me and been like, you know... I haven't either, but I thought that was just me. I, I don't know, dude. I think even... even well, there's also, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a... Yeah, but there's... There's yeah. just... Here's the other now thing. Now we get into misogyny, though, because there's also like... Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's catcalling going on all the time, and it's like yeah, well, but see, I'm not talking about catcalling. I'm sure. talking about respectfully. Sure, I understand you know, what you're saying. You know, a- approaching somebody that I think that's different than mm. than catcalling, and and I think the other thing is too is that I think as as Americans, what happens? I think we, it's interesting. I think on the surface, we're very we as in the stereotypical American tend to be pretty friendly and talkative if you know especially if we're talking about the Midwest mm-hmm. but then the moment it's it comes into dating a little bit I think there's a different dynamic and I think because there is you know I mean you talk to some you approach somebody because you find them attractive I mean you know the end goal might be to have a little you know physical intimacy with that person mm-hmm. and I feel like other countries they just kind of accept that. Whereas here in the States, we pretend that that's not what's happening. Right. <laughs> right. Whereas I think if we just were more honest with ourselves and with other people, um, maybe it wouldn't have the same kind of stigma, mm. you yeah. know? 
Because, yeah, like it's like, well, yeah, like you said, you know, in some countries, that's just kind of the man's job. Yeah. And it's like, and I feel like in the U.S., you know, we have this sadly, uh, we have this, you know, we have the term incel, right? Involuntary celibate, where it's like, well, maybe if it was more culturally appropriate for, and right now it's different circumstance with, with COVID, but, you know, beforehand. I didn't think I'd get to the point of the episode where Chad sticks up for incel. No, I'm not sticking up for them. I'm not sticking up for maybe them. Maybe if women, women no, were no, so. No, 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 That's not what I'm proud. saying. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, what I'm saying is, and the reason why I'm getting serious here, Jared, is I do not want my words to be twisted. What I'm saying here is that um, I feel like a lot of dudes even feel kind of creepy or pervy to mm-hmm. talk to a woman, whereas yeah. other cultures, it's just not viewed in the same light. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. Bef- I before you Before you no. get us blocked on YouTube and banned because- Shadow banned. I, under- right. I understand that. I actually, right. I, yeah. You know, so I, I think I've I felt that way sometimes too, where it's like, like I feel like a a creep approaching this person, you right? Know? Exactly. And it's just easier not to, just right? Like, because at the I'm on the off, I'm not the off chance, on the likely chance that they're not interested, right? Uh, it's it's just you know, it's now it's weird where it's just for like, sure. But there's also is the once again on Twitter a very popular the shoot your shot, right? Uh, but that's yeah. uh, but that's in the DMs, right? That's and that's different. <laughs> that's well, well, yeah. But that's a whole whole other <laughs> whole other thing. Um, yeah. What what else do we need to mention with cross cultural? I mean, the language barrier is definitely a big one. So if you if you are interested in dating people from other cultures or you meet someone from another culture, spend some. I think the other thing about spending some time to learn the language is you can connect with their family, which I think is really important. You know. Um, I started learning Russian uh, just here and there when I was dating my ex, you know. Um, I don't speak very good Russian. I know some random words and phrases. I can read Cyrillic, which is fun. Um, But, you know, I think there is something about um, take that effort because I do think it's important, you know. Uh, I I think that's really the main thing to me is just that um, that you you have you you have to be like if if you are like you, you have to be willing to 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 learn is, is mm-hmm. really the main thing and be open-minded and not too judgmental yes and not get yeah not uh, kind of not too sensitive because like right you know something might not go your way but it's like oh that that is not as not offensive my number two thing though would also be transparency and communication yeah, that's good. you know you that's need good. to which the communication kind of nicely dovetails from the language learning the language mm-hmm. um you know but also communicating and state your intentions right right because mm-hmm. you know different cultures will have different you know yeah and if it's not stated if in and you and you from two very different cultures right it could it could go badly there you could be say getting into a relationship and assume mm-hmm. you know me as the american i assume it's casual right and then it's like oh i, I thought this was like we're, mm-hmm. we're we're on the road to marriage right now and i didn't right. even realize it right and, and some and <laughs> some countries and cultures it's more acceptable to get married more quickly mm-hmm. i think in the u.s especially with our generation we tend to not rush time. it right yeah. which i think is a good thing you know marriage is a life i i truly believe you should date somebody for at least a couple of years before you get married because sure. i think those first three four five months you date you're still kind of in that honeymoon stage yeah you're both on your best behavior as well yeah you let's be honest yeah you know you're not really um, yeah especially if right. you're not like living together it's like you don't really know right. what this person's like right another thing though i think that's important to uh keep in mind is um kind of gender roles and expectations in different cultures and and understand how how that works in your own specific context and relationship what i mean is for example my uncle and how it aligns with your morals too like correct well well, let me give you an example so my my uncle 
Um, his uh, his wife um, is well was sadly he passed away a couple of years back, but she's uh, Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved here from Japan. Um, an amazing woman. I love my uh, aunt Masai. Shout out to you. She's not listening, but <laughs> but shout out to aunt Masai. She's the greatest. Um, but you know, but she grew up in a, in a time and a culture where basically. Uh, on her first husband, who was Japanese, I mean, she waited on him hand and foot, you know, mm-hmm. did all the housework, all the cooking, raised the kids, took care of not only her older parents, but his older, you know, did all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sadly, my uncle, you know, passed away from cancer, and she took care of him and did a lot of this, and she's an amazing woman. But my point here is, is she would, because she's from a different culture, she thought it was expected. And and a lot of times, my uncle had to tell her, like, like I, I you know, before he got really sick, and, and he was able to do a lot of He's things like, for himself. Right. You know, and, and he was like, you don't have to like, always... Come behind me. Right. <laughs> yeah. or, or, like, you don't have to, like... Like a lot of times, like my uncle was out doing something with my other uncle, his brother. They were out doing something when they came to visit. And my Aunt Masai was like, oh, yeah, I, you know, we were all about to eat. And she's like, oh, no, I, I, I wait for Steve. And we're like, no, Masai, you're eating with us. Um, but it's like a, it's just a cultural difference. And, and, and we told her, we said, look, it's not like, you know, my Uncle Steve is going to get mad at you because, you, you know, you ate with but us. These things are just know. ingrained into her. Right. It's not even like right. she's like, this is what do you mean? This is what I always. Right. This is what everyone always does. Right. So. And I think <laughs> the, the, the most difficult thing sometimes with a cross-cultural re- relationship is how you navigate that, because because some people might because they're brought up in that way they might either want to do it or they some people might like to do that i mean some yeah. people do like to take care of their mm-hmm. significant other which you know but like, that's like what you have to figure out there could be a world where where your aunt could say listen i like doing this so mm-hmm. you don't have to tell me not to do this because this is how i feel like this i like i right. i, I want to do this right and i'm not saying she did or didn't but that could right. be possible exactly but i think in different cultures and the way we view that is different. Like I think in the U.S., for example, if 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 you're a woman and you want to do those things, and obviously I'm not a woman here, and I'm not trying to mansplain for the ladies or speak for the ladies, but I think at least what I see in the media, you know, what I read and what I've seen, if if the woman cooks and cleans and does a lot of these more quote unquote traditional things, a lot of people will say that you know they're being taken advantage of or whatever mm-hmm. or they have a lazy husband and maybe they do i'm sure there yeah. are plenty of lazy but husbands out there both can be true right but i but i think <laughs> but i also think why should we, we be putting down some people if that's what they like mm-hmm. if they like being a homemaker they like taking care of their families right. there's no shame in that I agree. you know there's and i think other cultures like like i'll never forget one thing my you know my ex told me was um that you know for her she really views um you know having kids and having a family and and taking care of those kids um and and like she's an amazing cook and she likes cooking um but you know for her she also kind of views that as like the quote-unquote womanly role in a relationship whereas i feel like a lot of americans if you say that they get very defensive Um, they get very you know america we're we're post quote-unquote man's work or women's work right like socially which i think which i think to some degree is okay like i think it's fine to not have these very rigid gender obviously i completely understand why why women specifically would have a problem with that of course telling me what my job is to do or whatever right yeah that's not fair but at the same time i think some if 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 some women do do like that more traditional role that's okay too right you don't have to take that away from them Um, but i think also at the same time if if women are if they do expect or they do like that more traditional role then i think it's only fair that the man plays the more quote-unquote traditional role Mm. you know i mean if you really want at that point i think that's the only way it would work right right 
Right. Exactly. I, I would I would imagine. Because if yeah, if someone's taking care of all the kids cleaning right. you better be bringing that's the a full-time bread home. job. That means someone right. someone has to be responsible for the making the finances. Money. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But I, I think I think the funny thing is is we are so quick to judge nowadays it, when people have these different relationship values. And, and I think, especially if you look cross-culturally and around the world, I think we should just respect and acknowledge the differences without, you know, and I'm not saying the way that, you know, any culture does relationships or dating or marriage or courtship is 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 right or, or good or better than others. But I'm just saying, I think it's important to be aware of the differences, acknowledge them. But I think so many people, Jared, view differences as a bad thing. Sure. But it's just different, and you I, know? It's, I think it's very hard for people to put... Uh, people to like step out of what they know mm-hmm. and 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 sort of understand that cult that cultures can be different and not be and not be bad. And, like right. if you just look at something, you're like the if that you don't understand. The first thought is like that's weird or that doesn't make any sense or why would you do that? Right. Um. And it's like I you know I don't know. Exactly. Here, we like dating here in the U.S. Leave us alone. Right. We're right. promiscuous. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Jared. Speak for yourself. But yeah, I think it's it's important to uh, mention that the I don't know the the amount of people out there who um, well these aren't going to be people that are listening to this. But anyways, the the people out there who look down on someone for you know dating someone of a different race, religion, whatever. Um, you know, culture, country. Um, oh, what? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I, I just, I just would like to say to those people out there, um, you know, open, open your mind a little bit more, and you know, and you could be surprised by some of the conversations you might have of people who are in these types of relationships, and how similar they might, you know, they might be more similar to your your relationship. Um, or your view of relationships than you might think. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to do this now. The episode is coming to an end. But I totally forgot that I found article, or not article, mm-hmm. excuse me. I was look, just scrolling through Reddit, and I found Ask an American. Ooh. And uh, some interesting, th- there's this one interesting thing that I found was someone asking, uh, I, I think they were from England, mm-hmm. asking to explain the base system that we have here in the U.S. The base system? First base, second base. Oh, that's a funny uh, one. They're like, that makes no sense to me. It's like, is it? does it make no sense to me because I'm Engl- from England and I don't understand how baseball works? Yep. He's like, do I have to understand the sport? And I was like, you don't really have to understand the sport. It's you just, just have yeah. to know that there are four bases on the ground, right. really. Right. Um, and then... Uh, but I feel like people's measurements of the four bases can be very different. Sure, you sure. Know? Oh right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. There's no, yeah. there's no uh, unified right. scale of it what is, the and bases I, mean. I guarantee you, there are other countries <laughs> and other cultures that have a different uh, metaphor sure. or analogy, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That you know, we use baseball because it just makes sense for us Americans, right? But you know, I wonder, I wonder what other cultures use. <laughs> um, yeah, but th- I wonder, does that go back to promiscuity again in the states? <laughs> you know, yeah, I feel like- we <laughs> were. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like. Uh, speaking of an Amer- uh, excuse me, a promiscuous culture, it does seem like the promiscuous culture would have fun ways of explaining right. different sexual acts that we're doing on each other. Right. So yeah, that would make sense to me. Sure. One one other thing I forgot to mention though too is I think uh, I think with uh, cross cultural relationships, there is this idea of um, I think in the West, especially in the states, a lot of not everyone, but a lot of people marry for love quote-unquote mm-hmm. marry for love, whatever that means. Yeah, sure. Whereas what I think a lot think of other... Love. I think a lot of other countries uh, and cultures, they, they don't necessarily marry for love. Mm. Um, and you can you can interpret that how you want, whether it's good or bad. That's I'm, I'm not going to tell it's anybody what to think. It's a pragmatic of a decision. Right. But, but, you know, at the same time, like, 
I, I wonder though too, you know, okay, so maybe you're in an arranged marriage or, or, or it's not arranged, but you know, it's through your fit or whatever. However it happens, you know, I wonder, I wonder which ones tend to work better and I wonder which are better. Yeah. Because I the, feel, yeah. Unfortunately, we'll, we'll never, we'll never know. No, because, uh, as I mentioned before, it's not like you can just compare like divorce rates, right? Or com- like stuff like especially cross culturally, that's pretty difficult, right? And and especially in these country in these cultures where you know they're arranged and and they're you know strongly religious, it's like right. divorce is not as easily a, a reachable as it is right. here in the U.S. Yeah. So so I think let's uh, let's I would like to give some other a couple last tips for our listeners <laughs> okay, out here. Please. Uh, if you come to the states, I think dating definitely approach it more casually for the most part. Obviously, talk to that person you're going I would, on dates I would with, say or expect it more casually. But I would say don't expect don't expect anything serious right yeah, off the bat because t- because that what you're saying is also is almost being like no just adopt our promiscuous no lifestyle no no that's not what I'm saying to it no but oh yeah. you change your headphones. Oh, you just noticed that. that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sneaky guy, Jared. Sneaky guy. Anyway, so yeah, that I, I feel it's more like don't expect people to just off the bat think that anything is serious. Right. Right. Whereas other, other cultures, you know, go into it not expecting, but just go into it being aware that if if this person is dating you seriously, they might be looking for marriage. And and they they might be looking for marriage four, five, six months, a year down the road. And if that's be be transparent with that person and tell them if if that's too fast for them mm-hmm. because you you don't want to with especially with cross cultural dating you you just want to be very clear with everything because you don't want I mean people's feelings are going to get hurt in a relationship anyways but when you add that those extra levels of difficulty with a language barrier right. cultural differences um, you know just try to try to be aware of those things yeah you know I'm with you um, I'm with you. So, do you want to talk about our song of the pod? Oh shoot! Yeah, we haven't even talked about it, have we? <laughs> yeah, our uh, we're really going in on this episode today, aren't we? I think this this song of the pod was. I'm so proud of myself, by the way. You found the song of the pod, mm-hmm. but but I was I was saying I was like, there's got to be some sort of uh, to all my ladies, yeah, out girls there around song. the world. And we were I was talking about how that's got to be one of the top sort of themes for a song, where it's about like I got, for example. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Ludacris has I got hoes in different area codes. Oh right, <laughs> right. But today, what's the name of the song? Uh, Don't mind. Yeah, by Kent Jones. Yes, and he is uh, a rapper singing mm-hmm. in various languages, talking about like uh, essentially having little conversations uh, in different languages with these uh, imaginary ladies. And it's and the funny thing is, it's uh, it's like beck and call kind of like he says. Um, here, I want to pull up the lyrics. Just play it and mute it. Oh, good call. Good call. This is why Jared makes the big bucks, people. <laughs> well, right here, she said, pardon my French. I said, bonjour, madame. Yeah. So, you know, the whole song, he, he says, uh, you know, uh, the, I think the first thing he says is hola. You can hit play. Yeah, there you yeah, go. I, okay. Thank you. I know how to play a <laughs> YouTube video, Jared. Sometimes I don't know. Uh, yeah, she's telling me that she's... But yeah, so the whole song is about, yeah, just dating uh, people. Well, dating women. I mean, it's a dude that wrote the song, right? Dating women from other other countries you know where you're from don't matter to me i say hola como estas she said konnichiwa she said pardon my french i said uh, bonjour madame she said sac passe and i said not boulet no matter where i go you know i love them all so yeah these ladies around the world mm-hmm. and i mean that's i have to say man that's one of the great things about uh, being a single dude when you get to travel is, I mean, you can meet so many amazing women. I can't speak for the other way around, but I'm sure it is the other way around, too. There's a lot of great dudes out there. It's very intimidating for me, the is idea it? of uh, trying to, like... Um, Have you ever dated 
uh, or been in a longer term relationship with a girl from abroad or from a different country? No. Okay. I no. think actually now that I think about it, I've been in more long term relationships with girls from another country now that I think about it than Americans. <laughs> wow. Um, That's impressive. So so yeah no I, I so but it, it is I mean granted whenever I'm most I mean at least these days especially like being in Europe usually it's like it's these club settings or mm, like your favorite yeah and I'm like I'm not meeting anyone there but it looks right. like it is very intimidating to me well to, I don't uh, think that's the best place to meet no of course you know? not well it depends what you're looking for well I mean it's also it's not the best place for someone like me for sure right but uh um, Jared thrives with a good cultured conversation yeah, it's not the people. best place for me because I'm too busy just on the dance floor destroying shaking it that's <laughs> yeah. right I don't have time to focus on these ladies that's getting true. in my way that's true but <laughs> <All> uh, <right. laughs> yeah yeah but this song is definitely something else uh, mm-hmm. Don't Mind by Kent Jones um, I mean yeah just the just the, the there's a lot of funny innuendos in there there's a lot yeah. of it's a it's a hilarious song but it's also I love all the different like foreign language phrases konnichiwa mm-hmm. hola como estas bonjour and it's fun it is fun to rhyme uh, different languages. The yeah, way he does. it's I cool. Like that. I think we always re- see, you know, I'm we respect seeing that. that. Yeah. Oh, for sure, especially here at the Untranslatable <laughs> Podcast. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, um, I wonder. I wonder if there's a song like if we flip the script. Is there a song out there about you know all the all the dudes around the world? Probably not. Is there? Uh, that might be a little harder to find, but I'm sure it exists. Maybe somewhere. Oh uh, uh, well. Um, I will say this. There was that, that uh, what's her name? Like in this American, uh, Estelle and Kanye West, American boy. Oh, that, but that's American yeah, boy. Yeah, that's very specifically American you know? boy, yeah. Um, yeah. Just one American boy. <laughs> exactly, just one. Um, so, you know, one out of millions. That's not really how, that's not the generally same. how yeah. women function, though. Women that's don't, true. Uh, mostly uh, you don't hear a lot about them being like, oh, yeah, like I'm just out here going after these hoes as like a right, that's true you're right well but i think that's changing sure, a little sure, bit sure. with songs like wop and some of that yeah, stuff yeah sure it's definitely changing i think well bit, yeah i guess it's actually it's been like that in the hip-hop for a while but that's yeah right for sure i'm with right you. but yeah so uh all right so some takeaways for well first of all check out our song of the pod uh at the song of the pod playlist the song is don't mind by kent jones uh, fantastic tune um, you'll learn a lot of cool little uh, ways to say hello and respond in foreign languages. So to any yes. any of the ladies or gentlemen out there who are looking to uh, meet some people abroad, um, check that out. Uh, before you before you play that song, let me uh, end with uh, a couple last we got thoughts. A couple, more, uh, couple last we got thoughts. An hour here, left on this one, guys. Yep, yep. We got a couple more thoughts. Um, number one, I think uh, stay open minded out there. I think that's really really important. Um, regardless who you're dating, I think it's important. Also, though, don't be afraid to talk about, uh, you know, what's acceptable. So boundaries, because I think cross-culturally boundaries can be different. Interracially boundaries could maybe also be different, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, um, what else? What else, Jared? What are are some other takeaways from today's episode about interracial and intercultural dating? Um, Cross-cultural dating. uh, uh, Have a... a Plan on on what the payment situation is going to be, at least internally with yourself, before mm. you go into any sort of right true situation. True, <laughs> I, I hate to say this though, but I think I think that's more for the fellas. Advice for the fellas, I would say. Sure. Well, well, I guess the women have to have a plan too. That's true. It sends a different message whether you um, expect the person to pay, whether right. you are eager to jump in on mm-hmm. the half half seas, right? Or the ultimate move. Have you ever had a a, a woman be like, "I'll pay for this." It's on me. Not not on the first date. No, me neither. No, I'm, not, not I'm on the that, first date. The only time I've had that happen is in a long-term relationship. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here, for sure. 
Um, yeah, I would agree with you. I would say though, it's I think it's a safe bet if you, especially to any of our American or Western listeners, if you do go abroad to Asia for sure. Uh, if you're a dude, you probably are not expected, but it's kind of culturally accepted or normal, quote unquote, to uh, you know fit the to foot the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be be aware of kind of the dating and cultural norms abroad before you. I would say before you jump in. You know, I think we're big fans here, Jared, of of two things. Number one, staying hydrated, and number two, <laughs> doing your homework. You know, yeah. if you if you like, I definitely uh, asked some of my friends when I moved to China about how that works because I didn't want Could to. You, you have Chinese friends mm-hmm. here, yeah, oh, I asked okay, some, okay. Uh, yeah, and and some American friends who lived and taught in China that I asked mm-hmm. and who had dated some Chinese women and and dated some Thai women and and just kind of, you know kind of what what's it like culturally because sure. you know you don't want to offend anyone or yeah. you don't want to do anything yeah. wrong um you know especially that could be quote-unquote culturally taboo you know but at the same time as we say all this i think for that other person in that home country if you're dating a foreigner also be understanding you know it goes both ways mm-hmm. be understanding that there there might be some cultural faux pas there might be some miscommunication and and accept it with roll with, with the with, punches yeah accept it with humility with with humor you know definitely um there yeah. are some fun stories that can come out of that yeah especially just not assuming the first the first assumption can't be which is happens a lot mm-hmm. like the first like the the first assumption is just that that was meant to be an insult. Right. And it's like, eh, right. you sh- may- maybe that's not the case. Exactly. Maybe it is. Right. But also be aware, too, of how how you are perceived in that culture mm-hmm. um, because you also don't want to, like, I'm, I'm thinking more for our, our gents out there. Well, also the ladies. Don't put yourselves at risk. Yeah. You know, um, I've, I've heard stories of, I had a buddy of mine in Mongolia, um, and I don't know if this is still like this nowadays, but he was in Mongolia in the 80s and early 90s, and he was saying that he had to be really careful when he would go on dates with Mongolian women. If they would stay out late at bars, some Mongolian dudes would try to just start fights with them. You know, because because, well, some countries, if they don't have a lot of if it's not, quote unquote, normal or common to date foreigners, you know, sometimes some people feel a type of way. You know, I've heard stories of Chinese dudes that have gotten into fights. This is mostly when alcohol and and this Mm -hmm. is involved. But, you know, they get into fights with Western guys at bars when they see them with, you know, sometimes I I heard a story in our women. Right. Quote unquote. Right. Or I've heard I've heard stories of uh, some American dudes who. Uh, just approached a Chinese girl and they didn't know that, you know, that like the boyfriend wasn't near them. Maybe they were getting drinks or going to the oh, bathroom. Yeah. See, and that's like a big slap in the face, quote I can unquote. That. So you got to be careful. You yeah. know, be aware of these things, um, you know, when you go abroad. And also for the ladies, be aware how, how men can be. Because some countries, men can be very much more straightforward and direct about certain things. And, uh, and, and, you don't put yourself in a bad position because you either react in a bad way that could put you in harm's way and, and just be aware of some of these things. You know, you know? another thing that sort of mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable dating interracially that I definitely have to take into consideration. What's that? I didn't think about this. Mm-hmm. Was um, when I'm around, say I am in an interracial relationship around the other mm-hmm. person's family or like mm-hmm. a big gathering. Right. Uh, it does feel sometimes a little weird being like the only black person there. Sure. I feel like, I, and, and I'm sure that this probably isn't the case, but I don't know. I just feel like everyone's looking at me and you know, it's like, Oh, who, who sure. did this person bring home? Right. Or it's like, uh, I don't know. And it, it just makes me feel kind of uncomfortable. I went to, I had a, uh, a girlfriend in Philadelphia, uh, and she was from, uh, like the New York area. And I went to this, uh, event with, with her, and um, I, <laughs> I was joking that it felt like I was on the uh, in a get out scene, <laughs> right? Because you were the only black dude there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. was like it was kind of a uh, 
it was kind of like a uh, like a class. Not it wasn't classy in the sense that people were wearing tuxedos, but clearly a lot of people had a lot of money at this event, okay. kind of thing. Uh-huh. And I did kind of feel like I was like, "Am I gonna get?" And it was, oh, and it was in uh, Long Island, so it's like kind of the woods, right? And it, right. So it was like I was just like, "Okay, am I gonna get out of here?" Right? Yeah, it's. <laughs> am I about to be sold off to someone? Right. Yeah. Well, but I will say this too: um, you do have to be careful. Uh, well, I, not g- get out, but like sure. you, you do have to <laughs> be careful. My brain. Um, sometimes people will scam you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I've heard, especially I've heard stories of lonely dudes going, you know, to Southeast Asia to meet their Southeast Asian, you know, mm-hmm. male order bride or whatever, and, they're and they get scammed, working them for money. You know, right? Because because. I think there are a lot of lonely older dudes out there that would love to have a wife or love to have a family. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think a lot of them don't have the quality. They, they're not husband material. So that, mm. I mean, that's why they're not married. You sure, know, it's pretty straight. So. It's pretty straightforward. That's fair. That's you know, fair. I mean, I'm just trying to spit wow. some real facts here, Jared. And, uh, <laughs> it gets real in hour 155. Right. That's when we, <laughs> that's when the coffee starts to wear off a little bit, Jared, and the clarity starts coming. You know, it's not the caffeine, it's clarity. Um, but, but anyways, the, the thing is, is that um, I think it can be, you have to be careful because I think when you, whenever your feelings get involved, just make sure you're not being taken advantage I mean, there are, of. There's a Netflix is, is that, is it Netflix or these Netflix shows? But they're making whole industries off of that. Like 90 right. Day Fiance is all right. about these right. idiots that get caught up with people in other countries that right. are clearly just using them for money. Right. And, and I would say this, if you, if you are attracted to, I think we're all allowed to have our own preferences. And some people, like I have a buddy who, who married a Thai woman because that's the type of woman that he finds attractive. You know, mm-hmm. the way Thai women look. And, uh, and so, you know, but, but for him, he met her in, in Thailand and they lived in Thailand for a few years together. And then eventually he came back to the States to finish his PhD. So my advice for a lot of people in general, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, I think it's smarter to live in that country with that person, maybe not permanently, but mm-hmm. for quite some time, because I feel like also there is some concern, at least well, for some Americans. What about going back to being exposed to the American culture? Imagine that shock. Well, like well, we said, it's right. useful for someone to live in that, but there's still going to be someone that mm-hmm. hasn't experienced the other right. person's culture. Well, right, and and I think it's fine to to do that, but at the same time, I I, I worry about some people who um, get taken advantage of again, where. They just, some people view you as a green card. And this happens to Mm. men and women. You know, it's not one or the other. You know, I had a friend who she actually avoided. She was dating this guy from Ecuador. And then she kind of realized that he was actually potentially using her to get a green card. Mm. You know, so it's not, it's not, I I feel like a lot of people just think of like the Russian brides who come over here. and, And I don't, I think to some extent, sure, that is true. But I think if you do live in the country with that person uh, for a longer extended period of time, I just would imagine if your end goal is just to get the hell out of there and get a green card, you're not going to want to live in wherever you're living for two or three years or mm-hmm. four years. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like that's kind of a long time to just quote unquote wait it out. If your end goal is just to get to the U.S. or get out of your country, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it changes your motivations in a relationship. Sure. You know, yeah, um, yeah that, that's a long time to, to stick right. it out just for. Uh, right. I mean, although green, that's green cards are pretty big deal. I feel like right. I could stick it out for four months. I mean, four it, years, four years. Ooh, that's what I mean, though. Three, uh, four I years. Her, I mean, that. Um, right. If I if yeah, if you find someone that you at least kind of like, I mean, I'm not going to find someone that right. every time I, they open their mouth, I, I like I, I'm like, oh, God, you're so annoying. Right. <laughs> but but I think I think my point here, Jared, is that if you I think there's it's different. It's a. 
I just worry that the people who meet someone fall in love really quickly and then bring that person back to their home country. If you sure. rush into it, I think but there rushing can be... in general is risky. I would say right, one hundred percent. Excuse me. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rushing into relationships for sure. Not but I think I think you have to really take your time, especially with cross cultural relationships, because there are a lot of different. There's, I think their relationships in general are very... Com- this is where I'll end us, because we could go on for hours. <laughs> this is where I'll end us okay. today, Jared. Um, I think with cross... Relationships in general are very complicated, but cross-cultural relationships and interracial relationships have even more nuances, subtleties, complications to it. You know, um, your friends, your family, society. There, there's all these other influences and, and thoughts, and at the end of the day, what's really important is, are you happy, and is that person treating you right are you treating them right and are they complementing your life and i think if you can say yes to those things uh, i think you will definitely have a very successful relationship in general um, but also uh, to overcome some of the difficulties with uh, cross-cultural and interracial relationships you need to be aware of those things um, not let them get you down and uh, and really just make sure that you are working as a team and that's Mm -hmm. where i'll end it brilliant (laughs) <laughs> okay so there's my two cents for today all right sounds good um you know and, and i i think it's a an important disclaimer neither of us are uh, uh dating experts Is or anyone? relationship coaches i mean i mean i mean uh, obviously those people exist, get paid jobs. to do that yeah, how so are they experts I don't know. <laughs> well i will say this though we, we are quote-unquote experts in that we have had our own experiences yeah i'm an expert know. of my own life right mm-hmm. and so so to that extent i, I think it's safe to say uh, I think we've covered some good things, and I hope to any of those of you who are thinking of uh, dating someone from a different country, a different race, different religion, whatever, uh, we hope some of these tips today will help you out. Definitely learn that foreign language if they come from a country with a different language. Um, have a discussion with them about their own culture, their religion, um, their their values, what they want in the relationship. And, uh, and lastly, um, don't make sure to... Um, just make sure that uh, you are um, being cognizant of uh, all these complexities that play out in these types of relationships. And uh, yeah, so let us know how you navigate cross-cultural and interracial relationships or how they're viewed in your country at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast for all sorts of great pics, clips, and other things. Check us out on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. Um, for all sorts of great retweets and uh, uh, episode info. You know, I know Jared posts the episodes on there, so check that out. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. Would you like to hear about some more uh, intercultural, interracial, or cross-cultural dating tips? Let us know, and maybe we'll do a round two of this episode because I I for sure have some more junk I'd like to say about this eventually. Um, So, yeah, so let us know. Uh, anyways, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. Bad part of the song to c- go out on. Right. It would be, um, we definitely should do an episode on uh, pick, up, uh, pick up phrases. And oh, for sure. Because I think that, that would be a fun one. Right. And, and maybe just also like countries where hookup culture is kind of a thing and where it's not because i think i think hookup culture right yeah is it also a thing in like uh like south america hookup culture when i think of like um prop probably i i I would think i think the u.s south america i think they 
are kind of similar and some more similar, I think, than if you were to go to like Japan, China, South Korea, mm-hmm. um, you know, India, for example. I yeah. think much I, more traditional, right? B- yeah. Because I think generally on a, on a religious level, I think there's more similarity between the U.S. and South America. Sure. Yeah, because we're both a lot of Christian, right? And yeah, right. That, yeah, that makes sense. You know, and I feel like faith has a lot to do with relationships and dating and how that works. Like, I I, I don't know if. Like if, if you were to date someone in the Middle East who is Muslim, I don't know if if they're if they can or yeah, if they would date someone that's not the that same faith. Work. Especially since right. I'm faithless, you know. It's right. Not, like I think the first step would be like, oh, they're they're a different religion, but it's right. like there's no religion there. It's like I think that's a big step, and it's right, right. there. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, he's the devil. You said. Right. <laughs> You're dating right. the devil. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of you know uh, uh, things you have to think about when you date somebody because, but I think I think to some extent sometimes it can be very worth it. You know, depending on what you're looking for sure. in a relationship, and and but I mean, yeah. it's I, it's doable if you want it. It's just right. you know, it's it it takes more work. You know, it does for sure. And I mean, just I remember you know thinking about my my past relationship, just trying to think about coordinating like the visas and all that. You know, it's a headache. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, it really is. So, you, so you're yeah. already committed for the long haul once you start that paperwork. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and you know, yeah, it's uh, whew, it can be difficult. <laughs> 